Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. It's been a bit of a break between our year and reviews, but coming back, starting another decade. Yeah, one of us bought a house. What an asshole. Yep. No, I've six weeks, I think. Yeah, I think so this is gonna be rough. Longer. This is gonna be rough. I think there well, were a few we watched earlier. There's three then. there's three movies that I My could, my problem moving forward is with my new situation. I have two stepkids technically, even though I'm not married. Yeah. We have them every other week, so like I can't be like throwing on some I can't be throwing on Alien, for example, when the kids right, are around. At right, that right. at their age. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So it's I'm a little more limited than I was. And so I'll just say it, my movies are the movies that I chose. I remember liking them at the end, but I don't remember what they were about. Well, I'm sure he can help I you. Can, and I can help you if it's stuff I, I know. But it's interesting here. I, I, I kind of liked it. It wasn't as good as 80. No, no. But it was... I can't wait till 78, year. Debbie Does Dales, baby. Oh, that's next year? <laughs> yeah, I get to some. watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it on an off weekend. I have it, I, I have it on VHS. <laughs> I think I told... Oh, dear God. Oh, it's in your porn box? Like yeah. Paul Rudd from... Uh, <laughs> 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Boner Jams 03. <laughs> <laughs> it actually has 10... It's like a five-hour VHS that has all dear these random... Yeah, it's great. Alien porn. Oh, my God, Jesus. <laughs> no, but I was telling him earlier on the phone, I think out of the ten movies I have, like, seven of them I'd never seen. Like, this is like a first. Like This is like a whole new world. There's going to be a lot of that going forward, too, I think. Probably. I think I've only seen Cause even if my, my parents four did, of five of mine. Like, my parents did a good job showing us old movies, but, like, it's still sporadic enough yeah. where it's not like... And I don't choose every movie that they've shown me because some of them aren't that good. Right. Know? Yeah. Like, they don't age well. And I don't care about them. But, but I mean, yeah, there, you... there's a couple all-timers from this year. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, 79. A couple IMDb yeah. top 250s on there. I don't know what the fuck happened in 79. I was still in Dad's Little Pee-Pee. Uh, probably weren't even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Was no creation going on in those vast deferens or whatever the hell those things are called. But I've taken health class in eighth since eighth grade, so. But yeah, we're drinking seventy nine though. We're drinking McMaster's Diet Pepsi. Still the same shit, so I don't know why we fucking say it every time. Now we're gonna change it. Um. But yeah, are we ready to get started? So yeah. uh we had discussed changing the the framework of how we're doing the first movie that we do. We were currently doing Worst Aged. But, yeah, so we were doing Worst Aged, but we're getting to the point where any movie that was made back then was a Worst Aged. Yes. Most, yeah. So we wanted to change it, but there was some confusion so we're just kind of bullshitting at this time so oh, I and i think going forward i'm just going to have a Travs yeah, pick yeah you're just going to i had bullshit a Travs it pick i guess <laughs> Travs special <laughs> like Debbie does Dallas will be <laughs> <laughs> that should be your number 1 you know it best porn 
No. Best port of 78. <laughs> <laughs> There's our number 10, guys. Well, I, and I... We're that just, bush was so big. Jesus <laughs> We were saying off mic, me and Tom here, like, I... I misinterpreted the new idea as like, instead of being like the most ridiculous idea, I just thought it was like a, f- a, pr- a movie you'd never seen or never heard of really. That, that just had a premise where you're like, God damn, I'm going to check that out. Right. Which is not bad either. No, definitely not. Which is what mine kind of is. I had another one. I can get to it later, but it didn't make my list. But that was one that was kind of in the running for that, but it just it got too weird. Gotcha. Let's start off good. So... I mean, I guess I've started off by 70 strong, because if I'm going to do this pick, I'm just going to do my own. Caligula. Yeah, that's the one I chose as well. Caligula? Caligula. IMD of 5.3, no meta. Tomato, 22%. Audience, 38%. Budget was 17.5. Couldn't find a worldwide. It was no worldwide. It had 23 million domestic. Yeah, so director Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell did not direct it. Yeah, he did. Tinto Bass directed it. Then IMDb lied. (laughs) IMDb said Tinto Bass directed it. Malcolm McDowell helped write it. Is he in it? He's in it. He's the star. So, but it has Peter O'Toole, Helen Mirren. It has a big cast. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, It was it was produced by Penthouse. Yeah. Um, okay, this is how off the rails it is. I'm just going to say it. I did not know what the fuck the movie is about. I just watched two and a half hours of porn. It was straight. Is like, there's, there's a Seinfeld joke where Jerry says about, like, he makes a joke about Caligula. I am not. Is it? Is Caligula like based on an old story? Caligula is based on a real person in the Roman Empire. He That's, became okay. Caesar. That's what I'm thinking of then. Because yeah. he, so, he calls somebody Caligula, and I was like, I know that name. There but is, I also know there's a movie. There's penetration. Deep there, pussy licking. Yes. Deep pussy licking. Like, you see the tongue you see inside of the vagina. You see, not, I mean, Helen Mirren is in some sex scenes, but no penetration. Oh, too bad. You see ejaculate. You yep. see any... I so mean, this is like legit. Well, you're watching porn. That's yeah. why I'm doing WS Dale's 78, baby, because it's, we're doing the porn of 70s, baby. And it's not only that, but it is very violent and bloody. And I'm going to do some scouting. I'm going to call my dad tomorrow and be like, hey, you got some porn recommendations for this? Because <laughs> I guarantee he does. <laughs> Most of them are funny, he said. Oh, yeah. He's told me stories about some of them. <laughs> but. Some of plots. Yeah, it is about the Roman Empire or whatever. It's all about that. But you lose okay. track because you're not even paying attention to the acting and what the fuck's going on. You're just like, did I just really see that dick go inside that vagina? Yeah, I just did. They're, they don't. There's not a whole lot of emphasis placed on story. So Peter O'Toole is playing. Peter O'Toole? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like he's playing weird actors of that whole generation. He's playing Malcolm McDowell's uncle, who is on his way out, dying. And he's slinging his dick. Yeah, he's. I mean, it looks like he's. You think got, it's like legit then? Like his as literally Peter O'Toole's dog? No, I don't think you see Peter O'Toole's dog. Say, that seems a little. He's pretty old at this point. He's he's not in the movie all that long. But he's an asshole. He's got like sores all over his face, so I think they're trying to 
say that he's got, whether it be, yeah, chlamydia or (laughs) whatever. And he ends up dying, so Malcolm McDowell's Caligula takes over. And he's just a fucking tyrant. And he's in love with his sister. They're always fucking. But he can't marry his sister, so he ends up marrying Helen Mirren. And it's basically just a two and a half hour orgy. That's all pretty much is. what the movie is. Lots, lots of penetration, pussy looking. Um, www.stepsis.com. All sorts of se- like ancient sex toys and there's what, is, what's, what? What defines an ancient? Is it just like a purely wooden, wooden dildo? <laughs> yeah, essentially <laughs> a, a rock. rock dildo. <laughs> Yeah, I was just marble. I I, I crafted I was this marble taken. sex toy for you. Yeah, I've always heard about this movie and never seen it, so I'm like, all right. Like, how terrible was it? It's pretty bad. I mean, I don't even know. I like. Like porn. I said, it has decent actors in it. There was one. Yeah, other... say Peter O'Toole and Helen Mirren. I mean, Mirren's actually not as revered as I think she is. She just seems classy. Yeah, I thought there was. One more person. I mean, like, Dowell's a pretty decent actor. Maybe not. But he starts killing his rivals. He gets paranoid, just as any Caesar does. And I don't even really remember how it ends. I'm sure he died somehow. Dude, I lost track of what the fuck was actually. But, yeah, on. like I said, story is not the what they paid attention to. I was more in shock. No. <laughs> but I was more in shock. But what Shark. the fuck was going on? It's like <laughs> your jaw dropped. Well, once I saw it was done by Penthouse Productions, I yeah, I didn't know that until the opening credits. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. That was a porn. That's also yours. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought I'd heard about it, and I just thought it'd be. <laughs> What typical sex scenes you see in a major motion picture, but it was, it was a porno. Now, quote, are you guys gonna say whatever you want to say to this? Now, I think we just keep going around the table, even though like I, you I had the same one as you. We just say your next. Well, I haven't one. gone yet. No, that's what I mean. But <laughs> I wanted to say this before we continue because that's, I, don't I just feel like you know what, fuck yeah, it. Let's as just, long as the disparity is not like you have five and he has two. Yeah. Then we need to balance something. Then I'll just order food and get drunk. (laughs) Want to order food already? Mm -mm. (laughs) It's fucking 11 minutes in. No, I mean, like, when it gets to that point where I just have two left, I'll just be like, So this is kind of funny. So mine was based on the synopsis idea. I didn't realize it was supposed to be a ridiculous synopsis. I just thought it was a movie. You didn't know well. They had an interesting synopsis. My movie is hardcore, which is also about porn. I had had that that movie. It's not on my list, but on IMDb, a conservative Midwest businessman ventures into the underworld of pornography in California to look for his runaway teenage daughter, who is making porno films in California's porno pits. I like this. I movie. loved the GR shit in it. Yep, <laughs> he's from Grand Rapids. I've been to that scu- What does he call that? That scumbag town or something? He calls <laughs> it the one time Peter Boyle just rips on GR. <laughs> yep. Anyways, I'll get to the numbers here. Seventy-four uh, tomato meter six or audience. Oh, which one's first? 74 Tomato Meter, 67 audience. IMDb a 7, Meta 63, directed by Paul Schrader. I didn't get the writer for some reason. You have the writer on that? 
There wasn't anything listed that I saw. I even checked box mo- box office mojo. I checked. Uh, the ro- the writer was the same as Paul. Oh, Paul Schrader then. Yeah. He's from or he went to Calvin. Okay, that makes sense. I think Calvin or Hope. So he wrote it and directed it. Stars George C. Scott, Peter Boyle, Dick Sargent, and <laughs> season. Doesn't fucking matter. Um. Yeah, dude, this movie is so... Like, the beginning of it was so cool to see, like, the church on fucking Richmond Park there with, like, Leonard and Powers with the mm-hmm. snow. It says it, Leonard and Powers. I was like, that's fucking Grand Rapids. Yeah. And then they mentioned the Pantland Hotel, even though they pronounce it Pantlined. Mm-hmm. Is it the Pantland? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, George C. Scott, his daughter goes to a Christian camp in California. His wife's dead. His wife's dead. I love when they no, show the bus. she's not dead. She oh, no, out. she's not. You assume she's dead early on. Yeah, she moved out. Yeah. Oh. She was living on the East Coast. She left him. Okay. No, for the first half of the movie, you kind of just assume You just assume Because the way they talk about her. Well, he said that she was dead. <laughs> well, he told the hooker yeah, he told initially. Her. That's right. So that's where I took that. I do... Uh, I did like the little, uh, you, I'm sure you noticed, but like when they first leave, they go to the camp after he like talks to the woman at his business that he owns. It's like a celery place. What the fuck was it? something celery? I was like, really? You own a celery? No, he was selling was furniture. furniture. Was, was it furniture? furniture? Yeah. What was the celery place they showed? There was something about celeries and I was like, what the hell is this? I don't know, I but they're putting that chairs yeah, in the, El Camino. The, the woman was talking about the oh. color palette for the Okay, because I remember, like, furniture. Th- maybe they're just showing something in the town, because I was like, wait, he fucking owns a celery <laughs> yeah. place? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but he's talking to her. That's right. Yeah, the furniture stuff. And they show immediately the buses, and it's like, Zealand. It fucking says Zealand on it. Yep, yeah. And then it's Zealand Calvinist, and then it says Grand Rapids Calvinist. But yeah, uh, daughter disappears on the trip. He goes out, or he, sends, he hires Peter Boyle. Which and is then, great because Peter Boyle's just okay. And initially, you're under the assumption that she was taken. Yeah, yes. like raped, killed, murdered, or what, what have you. Yeah. yeah, but this is the part that I mean, we don't have to go in full detail this movie. But how the fuck does a dad sit there and watch his daughter get banged? Right when I saw her face, I would be walking out of that room yeah, and not, off. Like, not like staring. Let at it the play a little thing. longer than it. That was kind of. No. That was really no. sick. <laughs> because Classic he he paid George this C. guy. Oh yeah, George C. Scott. I'm like, he are paid you... this guy seven hundred dollars a week. Yeah. So he's going bankrupt because he's basically shot middle remember, class. I had Exorcist three on my list from 1990 with George C. Scott. And he was old then. I'm like, was George C. Scott like not a great actor? I don't not know. Particularly, just... he was good in the Changeling. No, oh, that's fucking hilarious though. But anyways, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, what? As soon yeah. as I was like, wait. Oh, fuck. That's my daughter. Yep, that's enough for All me. All right, we're out. Yeah, I would not be, like, watching that shit. Like, oh, my God, let me see that guy cream pie her. Turn it off. Is it really her? Turn oh, it yeah. Off. Wait, I noticed that freckle underneath her boob when I changed her when I was, she was a kid. Yeah. Like, what kind of weird shit are we going here? Because it's the 70s and 80s movies I've been watching lately. There's some weird shit going on there. Oh, my God. You know, also 78. Oh, God damn it. What? Oh, the Brooke Shields one. Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, fucked up shit like that, that's actually happened. Like, that's some weird that's even shit. worse than Blue Lagoon. Uh, yeah, bad. She plays a prostitute, doesn't she? No, she's 12 years old, naked. 
No, but she plays a prostitute or something, doesn't she? I don't know much of the story behind it. I saw that. I, I think know. I deleted it already because I had like certain things. I was like, I'm not interested in that. It's going to be a hard watch. But with what I've seen already so far, <laughs> let's go, baby. Um, I, I'll just put a hoodie on, turn the AC on hot. I did laugh. I, I'm guessing it's supposed to show how cheap these like movie places are when he's just throwing people through walls at the oh, end. Yeah. And I like, play- started laughing because I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. But I'm like, well, maybe this, these places are so structurally terrible. That no. So like what that. they do in those places is that's one big warehouse. They just put a and they just yeah, put, they put like, like shitty, sh- like a sheet of drywall. That's like, yeah, you know, that's got no structure. behind. And that's it. what those porn places are like. So you could fucking break through those easily. And I found it funny how he was going like from, Business to business, and they have the same exact pitch. Yeah. 20 bucks for a half hour, $30 for an hour if you want to talk. And it's the exact same yeah. fucking verbatim mm-hmm. Also, did pitch. Peter Boyle just straight up murder somebody at the end? <coughs> yeah, he killed the... I know he shoot, like, but I, I was trying to remember, like, was it self-defense, or he just straight up, like, guy was running? No, guy shot. was running away, and he shot him. He's a yeah. PI. He's not a fucking <laughs> officer. Like, yeah. PIs can't be... I, they probably have some... Leeway on things, but like, well, we're talking about the 70s. It's true. It's just, I, I was just like, damn, Peter Boyle just fucking killed a dude. <clears throat> but yeah, George C. Scott's character kind of goes into the seedy underbelly of the porn business. Yeah. Sets himself up to take interviews of male talent so he can find. Yeah, I like that. Part. One of the actors. I actually thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, to try and find because nobody knows where his fucking. He finally had is. the still shot of the guy and was like, "Oh, yeah, beat the fuck out, beat of the him. fuck out of him." <laughs> and then he was talking shit about his daughter. Like, what was he trying she's to say? She's a crazy her? bitch. She's she want to do the craziest shit. Yeah, she like, like she what she did to my dick. I couldn't work for two weeks or something like that. And that's so what set him off. So yeah. Is that good or bad? Oh, so she was probably bad. she was trying to bite his dick off or something. Well, she probably didn't know how to give head. So she used the teeth. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we'll yeah. I mean, we'll that's what you would have thought at that moment was that she was trying to Trav's like, get I out got, of it. Trav's like, I got better at it, you know? <laughs> She's brand new. But then he actually ends up finding her, and it turns out. like He was too overbearing. Yeah, or not there enough. After his wife left, he kind of, like, checked out, it seemed like. Yeah. But I think they're supposed to be like part of the overbearing stuff too. I think because he's like super. It could have been Midwest Calvinist Christian. Like she probably didn't want to go to those camps, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So let's just fly right into some pornography. Like, like that's that's the choice she made. That's the best decision in life. But then there was also the point with the. Uh, I guess she was a prostitute or a porn star, whatever she was. The girl that's work helping that's him. That's helping him. She has the conversation like he's just gonna fucking leave and forget me and all that, and then that's exactly what happens at the end. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he could have paid her for like helping him. I don't know if he does, did. does he, he, paid he her was like paying her. Like, well, like, what does he owe her? It's not like what is he gonna <laughs> right. fucking take this woman home? Right, I, to I Grand mean, Rapids. That, I mean, that's the point. Like, it's exactly what. Yeah, we don't. She's need, right, but we, it doesn't make him wrong. We don't need yeah. any more hookers in this town. She's on division right now. <laughs> God, I hope not. That was fucking 44 years ago. <laughs> She's cheap Old right now. Bitch. <laughs> Dollar blowies. I just love those seeing Leonard and Powers. I was like, I know where that is. Yeah, it was interesting to have it. Like, I kind of forgot it was filmed because I'd heard of this. 
I had never heard of it until I only doing knew the it research. from Simmons because Simmons referenced George C. Scott in the theater once, going, "Oh, oh!" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was referencing something sports related and brought that up. But so I knew, and I know of Paul Schrader. Yeah, he's done some shit. Yeah, yeah. That was that wasn't on yours though. No, um, not on mine. That was on mine. So we knocked <clears throat> each other out. Yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. We're just gonna keep going until we get it. Yeah. Just keep doing. All right. Well, my number nine is uh, Nosferatu the Vampire. Oh, that's on mine. That was on yours, really? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. An IMDb of 7.4, Metascore of 79, Rotten Tomatoes of 95% tomato meter, 83% audience. Had a $2.5 million budget. It didn't get a domestic release worldwide. It made $2,874. It's directed by Werner Herzog, written by Werner Herzog, based on the book Dracula by Bram Stoker. So this is kind of based on the 22 German film Nosferatu, if you ever saw that. I, I know of it. So it's kind of that story. It's but foreign language, well, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, this one, <clears throat> this is English. a German film. It's They shot it both ways. They shot it in English and in German. Okay. And they kind of mixed it. I don't know if you caught it, but there were some scenes that were dubbed over. Oh, I did not. And, I mean, they shot it in English, but there were some scenes where they used the German footage. Was that sound like? Tubi or something? I'm trying to remember. Peacock. Oh, it was a Peacock? It was on Peacock. I think it was It was one of mine where I... Not that I, like, I'm like, oh, I didn't get to see Nosferatu. It was on, like, the next tier of, like, things I didn't get a chance to see. There, <clears throat> It takes elements from the original... Because I read Dracula back in, like, middle school. Yeah, yep, I did too. I don't really remember yeah, it all that well. But they, It's not quite the same. Um... I can't remember if they brought the plague with the rats in Dracula. I don't think they did. But they do use Jonathan Harker better than some movies do. It's shot very gothic. It looks good. I That's what I was just going to say why this movie made my list. The cinematography it's is pretty. fantastic. It's very pretty for 79. Especially the way they shoot uh and I'm Dracula. not familiarized right. with... Is it black and white? No, it's in color. I'm oh, not familiarized it? with whatever the original one, but it's nice to see a Dracula that's not pretty. He's actually ugly. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's is it good done. editing? I imagine this is good It's editing. very good editing, yeah. But the cinematography and is what really puts it, it over. It just Which makes... Go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me also realize... I mean, I understand this is like... Oh, like based in what? Well, how old is the Bram Stoker 16? story? 1890s. 1800s? Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was 17s or 18s or 16s. But um, my biggest thing, too, is if I hear anybody like, oh, I'm going to count Dracula's house, <laughs> I might be like, I don't care how much you're going to pay my shit, but I, I'm good. There was a lot of play. They did a lot more of him harker going to transylvania that i mean he didn't come to england or wherever they were until probably 50 minutes into the movie they were in amsterdam weren't they with the i think you're right 
Because that was Amsterdam with the um, all the canals. Canals was the pacing stuff. of the movie, and that's though? where he was like saying, "How long was it? I guess Jewish." It was just under two. And he was saying how he's just tired. He'd be nice to go up to the mountains because they're just tired of looking at the canals. Well, I don't give a fuck who the fuck you are, but I ain't gonna go to somebody named Count Dracula's house. I guess the guy that was trying to sell them this was also saying he's like you're Renfield. gonna lose. Yeah, he's yeah. like. And you're gonna lose lose some blood too. <laughs> funny as that's my that's. Yeah, I'm just gonna like, did you just not catch what he just fucking said? Because, bitch, you don't go. The story I can't remember. Like Nosferatu is that another name for Dracula? Nosferatu is a different vampire. A German name for. I don't know exactly, like, almost creature of the night or something. Okay, but. That's why I, Nobody, I couldn't remember if that was the like reason a, that right movie way. is the way it is, is because the Stoker family wouldn't sell the rights to Dracula. So uh, they told the story. Even in nineteen twenties, they didn't. And they got sued, and the movie never saw the light of day, the original, until like the sixties or seventies. And so, this might sound ridiculous, but I wonder if that's why. So one of my favorite video games of all time is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah. The son of Dracula, it's just Dracula spelled backwards, it's Alucard. I wonder if that's why they named him Alucard, because maybe they were still stringy, stingy after it all those years. could have been. But I'm pretty sure he goes by Dracula. Yeah. He's called the bad, yeah. the bad guy, like, at yeah. the end, you're fighting Dracula, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So maybe that's changed. But it's just funny, Alucard, like, yeah. ooh, how clever. I don't quite remember. They reference him as Dracula in this movie. Oh, do I, they? I don't think they do in the original. Is it pretty gory? Not is there so any much like no. it is? Is it more just a like it's not about him killing? No, there's no. it's not gory. It's more at about art. It's more. It's about more art. Art, artsy. It feels like an art house pick for sure. Yeah, it's kind of pretty. Um, most of the death is caused by the plague that he brings with the rats with him. Okay. So. He actually I only kills architecture in the movie too. Yeah, he only I think he only physically kills one person, two people. Yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah, two people. It's but the town is absolutely decimated by the plague that because he brought in thousands and thousands of rats. Good for him. But the guy who plays him is he's pretty intimidating, especially in the beginning. Is it somebody that you did you look him up like they uglied him up or is it just they uglied him up for sure? Um, I can't remember his name, but apparently he was kind of a drama queen on set. So Jeremy Strong? No, Klaus Kinski. But kind of the same idea. No, he's just trying to be method method. and shit. But I was reading in the trivia. I was interested in watching this. That Werner Herzog called the original Nosferatu the most important German film ever made. So I'm thinking that's why he made it, because he held that one in such esteem. Till Das Boot. (coughs) Dude, Das Boot was really good. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to still pass this along for now. But no, it's worth a watch for sure. I liked it. No, it's definitely in my my interest. I want to get off. My last page, so I get on the front page and just do it up. It's all you. Um, when a stranger calls, I did not watch this. Um, IMDb is 6.4, tomato 38%, audience 49, 
Budget was 1.5. Worldwide, about 21.4 plus. Director was Fred Walton. Carol Kane, Charles Dur- Durning. Um, that was my number seven. This is the one I'm going to need a little help with because I remember <clears throat> it started off with her being a babysitter. And then seven years later, it comes back. And the same phone call. Yeah. And uh, then, like, check the children. So, there's just a teenage babysitter. She's watching some kids for the night. Is it Carol Kane? Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you know the, the basic story of this? Did they remake this? They did. That might be what I'm thinking. Yeah, they did. I yeah. I've... But, I mean, the, she keeps getting these... Uh, threatening phone calls while she's babysitting. While she's babysitting alone. Yeah. In the okay. House. Yeah, that sounds familiar. The big twist was that the phone calls were coming from inside the house, because the dad was a doctor or something. He had a second line in the house, so he was already in the house making these threatening phone calls. He is him. the twist. The killer is. Oh, I thought you were saying Charles Durning. Is Charles Durning the dad or is it? No, killer? Charles Durning's a cop. Oh. Um. I was wrong on both. But. Ones. So I always I always knew that twist going into this. But okay. That happened halfway through the movie it didn't end the movie like that so that was unique because then it jumps to 20 years he ends up killing both of the kids and getting arrested and she's alive though the babysitter lived the because she was calling the cops and saying this guy's threatening me is there anything you can do they had cops drive by and they said all right if he calls back try and keep him on the line and we can try and trace it Okay. Which, if you could do that in the seventies or not, I don't know. Is it linked to the doctor? I'm linked to the like. If their parents are their dad's a doctor, right? Yeah, the kids' parents are. Was doctor. it linked to something? No, like a guy getting back at <clears throat> no, them. No, for... no, 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 no. This is just a random psychopath. Okay. Apparently. So he kills the kids. The cops call and say the phone call is coming from in the house. Get out. And then it cuts, and they're bringing out the kids in body bags, and it's the horrific sight. They arrested the guy. The babysitter's safe, but he got an insanity plea. Oh. So he goes to a mental asylum, and 20 years later, he ends up breaking out. It was only seven years. Was it only seven? Yeah. No, it had to have been more. No, it said seven years in the... Was it seven? The thing. It said seven years. Trap seems competent. I believe you. <laughs> Seems confident as he drops his phone. But no, I. Well, it's, I mean, you, that's you're very news. well could be right. So he's out and he's just kind of wandering, being crazy. He ends up befriending a woman. Well, threatening her in a bar, and it gets his ass kicked. Wait, a psychopath, wait, wait. a psychopath killer terrorizes her, a babysitter. Then returns seven years later to mens her again. So, I mean, he was hitting on her at a bar and she wasn't having it and coming on a little too aggressively, so he gets the shit kicked out of him. She felt bad for him getting the shit kicked out of him. And they kind of have a friendly repertoire for a little bit. And She then, doesn't know about his past, no. obviously. He's kind of... And, cop's name Durning Durning yeah he finds out that he got released from or he escaped 
from the society. And he's, at this point, I think he's retired, but that was the one case that bothered him his entire career, so he's going out there looking for him on his own. Using his old partner is still a police officer, so he's using him for information and shit. Dude, Charles Durning was old forever. Yeah. He's, he's the old man in... Everything he's been in. Old Brother War Art Thou, which came out in like 01. He was old and Tootsie. Yeah. Which is only three years back. But, like, but he was old for like a quarter century. Yeah. So the crazy guy's doing crazy things and ends up. I don't think he killed anybody, did he? I don't he think wanted so. to kill the woman, but Durning showed up. Do you know, yeah. like, why did he kill the kids? He's, he, I mean, he's was a legitimately crazy. I don't think so. Nothing was sexual. It was just kind of just he was just batshit. Yeah, he's legitimately crazy. But yeah, hmm. I mean, how did it end again? So yeah, I it forgot. End? He ends up. He ends up dying. Seeing he? he does end up dying. Yeah, that's what I thought. He died. But he sees the old baby, er, the original babysitters picture in the paper because her husband just got some big promotion or something yeah that's right and they were out at dinner so he ends up going to their place and threatening her kids and is it Durning that gets there yeah well she calls the house and to check on the kids right right from dinner and And then then he answers the phone yeah or the babysitter answers, and he takes out the babysitter, and then he's like having the, the same conversation mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Did you know this? 1993, when a stranger calls back, with Carol Kane and Charles Durning. It's like a sequel TV movie. <sighs> well, probably awful. Probably. It's just. Uh, let's see. It's a six point one. It's not too bad. I mean, it's not good. But it's not terrible. And they did remake it in the aughts. Yeah. It was a PG-13 bullshit horror movie. Camille Bella and Tommy Flanagan? Tessa Thompson's in it. Holy shit. She must have been like... What year is it? Oh, six. So Tessa Thompson might have been the babysitter. Could have been. Probably. She's probably 40-ish. 40s. Yeah, I mean, the twist was unique, especially for back then. I just... I was shocked that they burnt it. Yeah. Halfway through the movie. Yeah. I was expecting it to be an hour and a half of the babysitter. Sometimes that's, sometimes that's kind of nice, though, when movies do Yeah, that. that's that's why I liked Refreshing. it. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, that's like what... Gone Girl. I know <laughs> right. it's modern, but like Gone Girl, they burn that like an hour in, and you're like, oh. Well, and that's what I like about like these 70s, 70s, They're 80s They're the ones horror. that set the fucking they set, precedent. Because, for first of all, they're an hour and a half long. Hour yeah. and twenty, they get the gist done, and then they don't elaborate and go where longer than what they need to. That's a true classic horror. Well, here's the thing, back out, in of, out of my ten yeah. movies, I'd say five of these are extremely influential. Yeah, like whether or not they get like full but, credit, but they get credit. I definitely recommend tra- watching it. I'm gonna pass it on to you. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, mine's next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, The Brood. Brood is my number two. Oh wow! I fucking love that. I movie. don't think I, I really it. liked this. Yeah, you did. It was the dad, the divorced dad, and the mom who's in the asylum, and 
she's kids all fucked up with the like kids that are like like, growing out of her we watched it pretty early yeah i don't Tomato Meter 80, Audience 68, IMDb 6.8, Meta 63, directed and written by David Cronenberg. You know him. Yeah. Budget 1.4. I don't have a U.S. or a worldwide. Do you? Uh, I thought I had something. Approximately five domestically, no worldwide. That's not bad, actually. 1.4. Three times as much. Stars Oliver Reed, who used to be like a big actor back in the day. Samantha Egger, Art Hindle, and Cindy Hines. Yeah, like the first like twenty minutes of this movie, I was kind of like, this is kind of like boring. What the fuck is this shit? It took a minute to because it shows like that guy in the beginning giving like the it's almost like a theater performance. He's got like the fucking wart, not warts, but like the welts or. Some kind of growth. Yeah, they're like exactly. fucking weird things on his body, and you're yeah. like, what the hell is this? Oliver Reed's in there, and you're just kind of like, what's going on? And then you like see that he's a uh... no, the one guy, not not Oliver Reed, but the other guy is like a single father. No, yeah. drops the kid off at his mother-in-law or his mother, his mother, right? It's like the, it was her mother-in-law. It was her his mother-in-law. mother-in-law. Yeah, because she's away. And she, of course, it's like almost like a genie where it's like she she wishes she's talking about her parents and like wishes pour upon them. And then all of a sudden, like you hear stuff in the kitchen falling and crashing and breaking. And then like she gets fucking murdered as the girl (laughs) sitting playing. And then she sees him on the staircase, the thing and almost it's kind of cheesy. You don't quite know what it is. But it's kind of like, yeah. what the fuck was that thing? Like, <laughs> yep. there's hand fingerprints where it's bl- bloody. But the creepiness is just everything getting pushed, like, through. Like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yep. And then it carries on from there. It goes to, what was the next killing? I can't remember. It wasn't at the school, because the teacher one, that's the one that fucked me up. Where I was the like, teacher what one the was wild. fuck, yep. dude? Like, because you see the kids <laughs> turn towards her and tell her to go. Like, yep. I have no recollection of this. Oh, you don't remember like the little girls siblings that are like warped faces, like have a fucked up like not even inbred, it's like they're like inhuman. Birthed out of her. Like, like she has a fucking sack on yeah. her body. That's... I have no recollection. Oh, that movie. It is strictly a, it's, I mean it's a very Cronenberg film. Yeah. There's no question. That's your number two. I'm shocked that's your First time I've I, seen it. When I watched it, I was like, I wonder if this would be on Thomas. Because I think I texted you. I was like, did you watch The Brood? Uh, yeah, I think you did. It's pretty early on. We watched it pretty early. I was like, if you watched The Brood, that's pretty good. It's my number nine, so it like barely made mine. But yeah, it, it is really... I liked it a lot. I was impressed by it, for sure. It's not that scary. It's just kind of fucked up. Like, I mean, that's kind of Cronenberg style. It's body horror, but yeah, it's more gross. The than school scary. stuff. The school part was the school stuff. But was the ending nice. though, when Oliver reads up in the fucking <clears throat> attic thing, and they're all hissing at him, kind of like, ah, yeah. you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Well, yeah. Anyways, you realize his wife. Why did she have that? I idea? can't remember what exactly what well, the cause of it was. Now I remember this movie because I saw the fuck. Well, Oliver Reed up. is her new boyfriend of sorts, but he's the, her therapist. Yeah. And she's been using these, like, children that are not made through 
normal conception right. to like to take out people that are in like her husband people. and children's life or something. It's fucked up, but I can't remember like why or I how. don't remember how it began. But she ends it at the, he, they, at the end he strangles her. Yeah. And she dies and they all die with her. All yeah, all of her offspring. Cuz the end they're like punching through the wall. It's kind of it's creepy. Yeah, it certainly was. But that school scene's the best part, like where they showed now granted yeah, that was... I think she could have fought them off, it seems like, unless they're superhuman or something. But... Yeah. <laughs> or supernatural in one way, form, or fashion. Yeah, they probably seem to be, but... Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I just saw a picture, but yeah, I remember the creepy-ass fucking kid with the... Yeah, they have like no a kind bangs. of fucked-up face. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that last scene in the attic mm-hmm. or wherever the fuck they were, that was pretty wild, too. But I don't know if I'm a big fan of his movies. The Fly, um, uh, Scanners. Scanners. Yeah, see, I'm not a big fan of either of those. He did, uh... Scanners didn't make my list, but I respect it. We just watched his most recent one, uh... With Sun as one. We watched that one also, but uh, Crimes of the Future... That was him. Yeah, that was weird. That yeah, was very weird. His son did Infinity Pool. His son did Infinity Pool. Oh, now I remember. I couldn't pay attention to this movie because I looked over to him like I I don't like that. <laughs> I remember now specifically after we watched. Oh, they that, I looked a, over at you and said, "Well, it's a specific taste." Film. Yeah, and so that's. That's when I said, yeah, I don't like this. Hey, man, and so I think it's because I don't like his style. Hey, I, I, I completely understand that, but I really like it. But yeah, he's definitely not for everybody. Dude, I was actually listening to Simmons on a rewatchables a while back, and he referenced Scanners as being one of the, like they were talking about some other movie, but they were talking about like scenes that everybody knew about as a spoiler. Right. And he's like, everybody knew about the head explosion scene, even if they had never seen the movie. And I was like, and he's like, it wasn't even a big movie. Yeah, I'm like, that's so weird to think about. I mean, that's because I didn't know more. what that was until literally you and I were like corresponding about it. Like, have you seen Scanners preview? <laughs> Fucking dude's head explodes. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And that, like we, we talked about in the last podcast, we had Maniac on our list. Yep. That had probably even a better head explosion than that. Yeah. It's- mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is wild. Everybody's fucking wild. Still doing it. But then he made, like, History of Violence, correct? He did History of Violence. That's yeah. not that, like, fucked Eastern up. Promises also. Those are more grounded, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're more, like, legit, realistic movies, but, I guess. I mean... <clears throat> He definitely dives into the body horror aspect also. Yeah. So that's my number nine. I don't know if you want to just keep going round table. Or... Yeah, we're just going to keep going around. So my number eight is The Jerk. Yes, on my list. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, so I didn't make mine. We watched I it. I mentioned it does not movie. age well. No. No, it doesn't. Just no. based on the premise. It, it holds up. It's so funny, though. It's Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin. IMDb is 7.1, Metascore of 61, Rotten Tomatoes of 83% tomato meter, 84% audience, had a $4 million budget, domestically $73,691,419. There was no worldwide release. It's directed by Carl Reiner, written by Steve Martin, Carl Gottlieb, and Michael Elias. Isn't he like supposed to be the son of a black sheriff? I was born a poor black child. Yeah. That's yeah. how the movie opens. And 
The thing is, is what's funny that about that. That would not fly today. <laughs> no. Although I actually think, like, you know my politics. I would find that hilarious. Yeah. Well, this is what I find it funny is he does not. He's not young. He's the same Steve Martin. Oh, he is young, as, though, but he just looks the same. That's what I'm trying no, to say. No, like, he, he starts off as, like, a 20-year-old to progresses oh, to be, mind, like, sorry. 50. I thought it was how he looks. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin always looks old. Yeah. But, no, I just love that movie. Like, you It had been so long since I'd seen it. He's like, yeah, that's the reason I I'm didn't put it. I'm just going to say this. He's it. semi-retarded. That yeah, would be that would be the bigger issue. Would be that aspect of it, not him part. being a white kid in a yeah. black family today. Yeah, like how he's like, I was a blah, 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 like really slow, like how I mean, he talked and stuff I mean, like even that. Even on the spectrum, I, whenever so, I whenever I hear somebody use or say retard, it makes me cringe a little bit. Like there is just something about it. Oh, I say that. I don't know <laughs> I, I, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't hit me like there's other certain words slangs do. It also depends how you're saying it to somebody. Yeah, I mean, like when he drops like a con- context, like a, like a, like a fag. Context. Like, but if matters. I was like, "Hey, you," F, you know, I, I was being serious. It probably would be a little bit different. Context yeah. is very important. What is like the plot of this though? I don't remember. That's the reason I didn't. It's I just, didn't get a chance to rewatch it. We watched it. It wasn't really streaming early. anywhere. It, it was, was on Tubi at one point, but it disappeared on there. I yeah, guess. we watched it on the HBO. other one. No, it was on Plex. Oh, yeah, I don't have that. But it's just kind of his journey through life. He wants to leave his folks' house. It's a so Forrest Gump. Kind of. Very much so, yeah. Very similar. Like He's like trying to hitchhike. The ripped him off. Trying to hitchhike out of backwater Mississippi or Alabama or wherever the fuck he is. So he's goes out in the morning to go hitchhike, and <clears throat> he's holding his thumb out like, goodbye, fucking... He's can't remember there. his name is. Keep going. And they're sitting down for dinner. Like, you want a plate? Like, no, I'm good. I think I see headlights coming. <laughs> and then there's one truck that picks Martin him up. Steve like takes one him, of the funniest. It takes him literally takes him one like driveway a- down from that <laughs> driveway. And it's hilarious. And he made money off, like, oh, I can fix those glasses for you. This guy's a creator. Absolutely. And then... um. He ended up like finding them, and then people went cross-eyed. Who else is in it? Like Bernadette Peters, I think, is the the woman in it, right? Oh, yeah, Bernadette yeah. Peters, Emmett Walsh, Bill. Oh, Macy. H. Emmett Walsh was in so many movies around this time. He's like a Coen Brothers guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, Steve Martin's my man. I had what did I have in the? Oh, you have Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Do you know what's random? I was just, you know, what movie show I was watching the other day. So I have sat, I don't have satellite like uh, cable. We have a fucking antenna because I think it's funny. I got like 30 free channels. Remember, according to Jim, yeah, with Jim Belushi, the sister-in-law is the daughter from Father of the Bride. I was like, man, that's just kind of hot. Because I was like, I forgot how hot this. The sister-in-law, yeah, and I looked up, and it was like she was in sis- Father of the Bride. I was like, yeah, "God damn!" Started watching according to Jim. After after the wife was good looking too, though. But <clears throat> Dana, that was her character. Yeah, she's name. hot. But yeah, sorry what? to interrupt. My bad. How did he lose all his money? Um, he's writing checks out because they got sued for people going cross-eyed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he developed a. 
something to fix to your glasses. That's so what, that, how it all started. He worked at the gas station yeah. pumping that guy's thing. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. And then That's the guy's right. thing kept falling down. So he went to the th- and created this whole nose holder thing, which ended up people were like looking at it going cross-eyed. So people went retarded. And then who was the asshole that was shooting mm. at him? Full retard. What movie is that off of? You never go. That's Tropic Thunder. Yeah, you never go full retard. <laughs> but who was the... Who, why was there that guy shooting at him at the gas station? <laughs> like, the, he's getting shot at, and he's he's a, such such a dumbass. He's like, the, the gas cans are exploding. What was he getting shot at for? I can't remember. Fuck. Oh, because he called in, um, because he wanted to go film. Oh, they were getting robbed. They get robbed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, here, you can take all of this. You can take that. And then he like he kept running back to the payphone. And he's like, yeah, blah 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 blah. Wait, I gotta go back. Sets the phone down, goes running out, and then like he they realize like he's, um, turning them in. Wait, I thought there was someone tracking him. No. Yeah, there was. Because the gangbangers got away. No, they didn't. Are you sure? What movie are you on right now? You're confusing the fuck out of me. I thought there was somebody with a long gun that was trying to shoot him. Yeah, that was um, What's-Her-Face from Star Wars. That's, no, dude, this is fucking idiot. I'm on that's the Blues movie. Brothers. Oh, yeah, it's the Blues Brothers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. I was like, Trav's got to be the one that's wrong, right? No, now you're wrong because you're doing the same thing. No, there was somebody, not the gangbangers, that were shooting at Steve Martin at the gas station. Dude, I can't help you. All right, so we missed the whole part, too, where he was working at the carnival or whatever the fuck. Mm. And he met that bull dyke fucking motorcycle rider that kind of yeah used the shit out of him. Yeah, she was like kind of like Yeah, she was a dirty little tramp. <laughs> she used him for sex. Oh. Like bull dyke. Well, I mean she that's what she like looked that. like. And yeah. then he cheated on her with I thought she was literally what becomes his wife. Which becomes his wife and they become rich because they find the contraption, but like she rode the motorcycle onto the semi or his home. Oh, that's right. <laughs> And so, yeah, I mean, movie ends with him being a bum, losing all of his money. And then his original black family comes and gets him with his wife and they go back and live down there happily ever after kind of thing. Yeah. Family is all you need. It's a big circle. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that, I guess. But it's... they explain it's, why he has a black family? Is he supposed to be part yeah, he, black? He got he, dropped off. He got dropped off at, at the front farm, door at yeah. 20-some years old. <laughs> was it? <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, there oh, was, it, it was not a baby. Like, he was at the front door. Fuck, that's what my whole thing about this movie is. Like, he's literally a full-grown man at his front door. He wasn't dropped off. Jesus Christ. It holds up. I, I liked mm-hmm. it. It was a good flick. Um, my turn. Yeah, you only have five left too. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Jesus, fuck! I um, I chose Dracula. It is also on mine. God damn you guys! Six. You guys are gonna ruin me. 
IMDb of 6.5, Meta 67. Yeah, I'll just be like, hey, I watched that. It was a piece of shit movie. <laughs> so Tomato is 59%. Audience, 58%. Budget was 12 point, I'll say 2 million, rounding up. Worldwide, 20.1 million. Director John Badhan, Frank Wagella, Lawrence Oliver. Olivier. Whatever Frank the fuck. Like shit. only one of the best actors in the <laughs> 20th century. But no, this was okay. The one thing is, there's a lot of Dracula shows going on in this era. There were five high-profile vampire movies that came out in 1979. Hmm. Most four of them were Dracula-related, and they're very yeah. similar stories. Like Dracula was buying a house. There was a ship that was fucking. Whatever, like people dead. Um, there was a lot going on. This different take than the other one because the other one was off of twenty two, but very similar. Like how Dracula's buying a house, and oh, it's a rune, and oh, it's like a thing. Like the Drac- I understand it's a story and it's right. a book, but man, you could change it up a little bit. It's a movie. Well, I mean, it's funny you say that because the the movie opens with Dracula on the ship already coming over. So you don't get Jonathan Harker going to bring the deed to the house and doing all that. It starts with him on his way over to England already. And you see pretty graphic murders of the people on the ship. Um Interestingly enough, I don't know why they did it, but in this one and even Nosferatu, they switch Lucy and Mina, where Mina is the one who's married to Jonathan. Oh, but yeah. in both of those movies, it's Lucy, and Mina is the one that gets turned first. I wonder why. I have no idea why, but I, I thought that was, I mean, odd. Yeah, it was interesting. There was another. Uh, who was the doctor in Halloween? Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, is that his name? It might be, uh... He plays uh, Dr. Seward in this movie. Lawrence Olivier plays Van Helsing. And that's another thing they changed from the original story, is they kill Van Helsing in this movie. Yeah. Which, apparently, Olivier was kind of fucking done. He just took this for a paycheck and wanted to die so that if there was a sequel, he wouldn't have to be in it. He's probably pretty old by that point. He was pretty old, yeah. But they... I don't remember, because Mina play is his daughter in this version. Hmm. Renfield is there. He He's more true to form where he's bringing in Dracula's luggage from the ship or whatever the fuck, and that's when he gets turned to become his kind of minion what else this one's also shot very gothic it's beautiful yeah it's very gothic in style they have the bat langella is great as Dracula. we actually yeah he plays dracula and he's good um we actually have this original movie poster somewhere really yeah it's just a paper, like print, 
But we were gonna frame it and then we lost. The round. Yeah. But yeah, it's right next to the Wii and the PlayStation Two. They take some liberties with the story, like they end up. Uh, Dracula gets killed by getting hooked in the back and taking out of the bow of a ship into the sunlight, which I don't think is exactly what happened. They do the whole garlic, the cross. Silver. They do a better version of showing, like, he's not reflective in a mirror than Nosferatu did. They didn't really touch on that at all. No. But. Yeah, it's just hey, a Dracula. Tr- it's a good hey, interpretation. In True Blood, they can still show up in mirrors. <laughs> well, I'll stick to the Dracula original that was a, story. And there. in True Blood, there's a myth they started so that they could easily prey on people. They would be like, see, I'm not. You know. But I was really impressed with both Dracula styles. Same, but different. Yeah, uh, Langella is more of the debonair fucking elite, um, charming yeah. Dracula, where whatever the guy's name from Nosferatu is the more demon style. Yeah. Good contrast. Yeah, for sure. But I, I thought it was I'm a actually great... really shocked you both have two Dracula movies. I, I love that story. I, no, it I'm, is a great I'm story. Big. So I'm a, But none of us had the the 92 one, did you? I did. You did? I, I'm pretty sure he did too, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember I, that. I love I love the did. vampire movies. Interview with the vampire? He story. had interview. I had interview. That was good. Oh, I didn't. I liked the Dracula story. Yeah. So True Blood <laughs> ridiculous Didn't i love touch it. it it's like the it's like the literal like ver, like if you it's were like to say what's opera. your guilty pleasure it'd be like true blood our old like i know it's not good also had the same feeling like but it. i get it's to see so deborah and wall naked once in a while and i get to see anna paquin naked anna once paquin in a while. was the main one yeah. and skarsgård's still cool no matter what he's doing no doubt so it works out all right. God, you guys are wiping each other out. I'm going to be up here by myself. Number eight, Time After Time. Didn't get a chance to watch it. Tomato Meter 88, Audience 72, IMDb a 7, Meta 69, directed by Nicholas Meyer, written by Carl Alexander, Steve Hayes, and Nicholas Meyer. Didn't have a budget that I could find. U.S. 13 million. Worldwide, none. Malcolm McDowell, Mary Steenburgen, and David Warner. David Warner, if you re- if I saw this dude's face, I was like, I know this fucking guy. In Titanic, the movie, obviously mm. the famous movie. <laughs> Not, Not Titanic 2. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, in Titanic, he is um, Billy Zane's right-hand man. Like, the older guy that locked. He's the one that handcuffs DiCaprio. Okay. He's a dickhead. Yeah. That's David Warner. What he plays um, in this movie? Is this like a Jack Jack the the Ripper? Ripper? Okay, that's what I thought. And Malcolm McDowell is H.G. Wells. That's right. It's yeah, it's a fictionalized version of of yeah him in the time machine. Right. Where he has a special key that 
if somebody could take the machine, but it comes back to him as long as he has the physical key. So David Warner, the beginning of the movie, you see a woman. You don't see who it is, but you see from the perspective of the killer, from Jack the Ripper. She gets taken to an alleyway, gets fucking cut up. It goes to like a night where he's hosting a party where he's like a small party of like scientists and people mm, like him yeah. and his friends. And he's like, I've got this machine, like check this out. And they're like all in disbelief. Well, his friend shows up late who's a surgeon played by David Warner. Right. <laughs> and when the cops show up, the cops show up randomly and they're like, we have, you know, we're looking for this guy. He's a surgeon. We believe like, is he here? And they see a surgeon bag. And the time machine's gone. Oh, okay. Well, he gets in it because he has a key. It comes back to him. Without it takes Warner, a, it, No, Warner's back to wherever oh, he went. okay. They take him to 1979. So these two 19th century men are in 1979. Right. And it's actually pretty... It's actually, like, more funny than you would expect. Like, there's just stuff with, like, bank transactions and just, like... Seeing right. cars, right? And just it's shit. just like, out of fish out of water. Yeah, it, it's actually like I had a lot of fun watching this. We we watched. I this wanted together. to see it for sure. McDowell's pretty funny in it, even though he usually plays a weirdo creeper. Like, yep. I'm thinking <laughs> Clockwork Orange is basically why I'm kind of just weirded out. But right, Steenburgen is like a. She works at the. What do you call that? Where you get currency. Exchange. Get currency exchange. She works for like a big bank, but it's the break of Britain, and she. When he asked her, like, because he's looking around, like, trying to find, like, who could help me. He sees the Bank of Britain, goes in. Have you seen this? Have you heard of a man that might be to exchange some money in old currency? And she helps him. Okay. So she becomes his fucking... And, but she's, like, intrigued by him and kind of, like, is falling for him because she thinks he's just intriguing. Right. And they start going out, actually, her and H.G. Wells. But he goes by Herbert because he's... You know, everyone in 1979 right. who knows who H.G. Wells. In fact, Everybody when he transports, he transports no. in the vehicle to the museum that his exhibit Where the is exhibit at. is. <laughs> nice. And he escapes and some guy's like, hey, what are you doing in here? Like, get the hell out of here. You know, there's pictures of him, but like no one recognizes him. Right. It's a, It was a fun movie. Well, anyways, he goes back to catch Jack the Ripper. And of course, like, you kind of like this anticlimactic. There is a plot hole that her and I, I looked at her and I was like, that's ridiculous. Is she sees in the newspaper, they, I can't remember exactly what happens, but she's, they get a newspaper where it shows that she's been killed. Because he discovers that she, she, David Warner, Jack the Ripper, discovers, she slips up when he goes to get more money. That like she's like she's oh I met enough him. that she had, that she okay. has met H G Wells, mm-hmm. and he's like and he realizes it too and they kind of well his he's gonna try to kill her right and the newspaper where they go through they go forward in the time machine to check on something and there's a newspaper article that she's oh, been her. murdered yeah. and I looked at Ashley and I'm like if there's a newspaper she should be gone by time travel standards she'd be, <laughs> just be gone. Even though they were in the car the whole time, or the vehicle, or whatever they call it, the time machine. Right. It just, there was a little, like, there's some plot holes there. Well, I mean, you get there. It's time I, travel. Just, yeah, it's just blatant with any but yeah, time travel they, story you tell. You know, and like, in the end, he, they take care of Jack the Ripper, and he comes back. Does he she, go back? She comes back with him. Okay. To 1890-whatever. Yeah. Right. 
it was fun. It was just, it was funny. It was like actually pretty entertaining. Like really, actually, like one of the more entertaining movies from this year. Steenburgen isn't British, is she? No. Okay. Nope. She's. I, didn't think so. I don't know where she's from, but she's definitely American. Yeah. But she plays an American. Oh, like, she's playing an American. Yeah, I think he comes to America. Like, I oh, think, I thought he was still. I'm trying to think. He's, he takes a time machine, but I. Oh, what the hell happens? Yeah, she just works for the embassy of some kind, or so. It's like sort of Bank of. Britain. Okay. That's a good question. Because it, that it, might be a plot hole too. He got, I'm like, how the fuck do they? Him <laughs> having the key brought him to the time machine. Or it brought the time machine to him. It brought it back to him. So somebody stole the time machine, but because he has the key, it can bring it back to him. Right. So how did and he the... end up in the museum? I don't Where, know. Because in the original time machine, I believe the time machine didn't move locations. It just moved forward in time and stayed stationary. Yeah, this must have moved location okay. in some way. Because his, like... But again, it's fucking time travel. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's, uh, you gotta... But it was it was fun. I wanted to watch it, but it just wasn't. Did you get it from the library? I did. Because Warner it was it actually Warner anymore. was actually pretty. I was like scary. I wasn't like scary, but he's like pretty intimidating. Yeah. Because there's a scene where like he really she slips up somehow that she knows who he is and that she knows HG. Yeah. And he like pops up and he like fucking just starts talking shit to her like right in the <laughs> bank and you're like oh shit this dude doesn't care about anything and he's right. like been picking up it's in san francisco yeah so they're in san francisco i don't know how they end up there okay that's what it is <laughs> yeah then and he's been just murdering people in san francisco the, the way he did back then and he has, right. he has a quote like where he's like it's such more of a challenge now like, I, like he's enjoying it because it's like not as easy as it was then <laughs> right is he still killing just prostitutes basically yeah. yeah it's 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 a fun movie yeah, I wanted to see it. Just wasn't streaming. Not perfect, but you know, that's what Enjoyable. I got. Enjoyable. All right, my number five is Mad Max. That's on yours too. Shit. That's not on mine either. I did. I do like Mad Max. IMDb is six point eight. Metascore is seventy three. Rotten Tomatoes of ninety one percent tomato meter. 70% audience, $350,000 budget, domestically eight million seven hundred fifty thousand, worldwide eight million seven hundred seventy-three thousand one hundred ninety-seven dollars. <coughs> it's directed by George Miller, <coughs> written by James McCarsland, George Miller, and Byron Kennedy. <coughs> So was this Mel Gibson's fucking first big? First big, I don't know if this is his actual debut. Okay. But I think I don't know him before this for anything. He's probably pretty young too. I would imagine he's pretty young. Yeah. I think he's about my. He might be a couple years older than my parents. So he'd have been twenty-five-ish in this. Let's say he's born in fifty-four. I think he'd be twenty-five. He is 67 years old. So, yeah, he's about he's a yeah. year older than my dad. So, he was 20. Yeah, he'd be about 24. 
23 to 24 in this. But, uh, yeah, I... This movie's like... I don't know, it's felt like... Especially the first, like, 30 minutes, you're like, this feels like it's, like, <laughs> some weird, like, race or something. A little where it's bit. like, people are just getting in vehicles and fucking taking off, and then, like... Like, I had not seen any of the Mad Maxes for fucking 20 I didn't plus grow years, up on that stuff, I didn't so really like, either. So, like... But I did watch Mad it's Max like 2 for that year, 83 or whatever it was. I had forgot that he had started as, like, a cop. Yeah. Like, I that completely forgot about that because he was just kind of the vagabond fucking guy in Mad Max 2. Mm-hmm. But here he had a family and was an actual yep. officer of the road. But, I mean, the the draw of these movies are the practical stunts and effects that they do. Well, I know the one guy that played in Fury Road that played the Emmett and Joe or whatever the fuck is his name. It's the, the uh, guy, like the bad guy. Immortus Joe or something. Well, like so He's the bad one, guy in this one. Yeah. <laughs> so with this one, like, I think of Mad Max Immortan Joe. The Immortan. newest Mad Max. And I don't like that. Too sci-fi. It's too, too much weird shit. You didn't like out. Fury Road? No. Oh, that thing is incredible. And so I saw it. Then fucking when I saw <laughs> this one, I was like, I'm not gonna like this if it was anything like the other one because '79 we got fucking all sorts of shit I don't want to see, and it's gonna be shitty. And then I saw this one and I was like, okay, this is more of a car race. This is more of this. This is more of that. I can get down with this. I like this. But, yeah, just by having the name Mad Max and then knowing what just came out, I was like, yeah, that's going to not be my style. I, again, just the way that they're actually crashing cars and doing the shit that they do. I don't, I mean, Mad Max Fury Road takes it to a whole nother fucking level in terms of practical effects, but. That movie's fucking awesome. Same director, though. Same guy. George Miller. He did all of them. Plus, Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> Get you, Pig. True story. That'll do, Pig. That'll do, Pig. That'll do. But no, it's just a fucking dystopian. I can't. How did his family die? Or his wife die? It, like, she get run over? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That had, had first Punisher vibes to that. Yeah, that's like, what I liked about this movie. It was very Punisher. Did his son die, though? No, but, I'm pretty sure they both got run over. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember and the wife, though. Yeah, I, that you say. Yeah, I, I remember that. And then he goes kind of ham on everybody. And at first, like, they get that auto repair place early in the movie, and, like, she gets followed by them and yeah, harassed and, and gets out of it. But they don't quite leave her alone. And he's, like, running through the woods and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He may have even gotten injured and was like laid up for a while. Or am I, I thinking remember. of something else? Then he became William Wallace. Oh wait. Eventually. Became Riggs. <laughs> oh, is he Riggs? Which one's Riggs? He's Riggs, right? He's, yeah, he's Riggs. Yeah. I always I'm do, too old for this shit. To all these fucking Murtaugh. all yeah. these fucking years later. I cannot remember. Is he Australian or is he American? He's not. 
I'm pretty sure Miller is Australian. It confuses the fuck out of me because he always plays uh, these characters, and I'm like, are you supposed to be Australian or American? Yeah. But it says he's born I in New York, I think. We looked it up. He was born in New York. But could he have been raised in Australia? Possibly. I mean, There has to be something. Because even in Braveheart, even though like it's not a great accent, like he's doing something. Yeah, he, and yeah. you wouldn't expect him to hook up with a movie like this. It was filmed and produced and everything by an Australian. Yeah, it's weird. And he's got another one. I didn't watch it from like two years, three years back. It's like an Australian story by an Australian director. Like it was like he has to have a link. Yeah, he must. It was like a war story of some kind. But that is the one disadvantage to the way we're doing this going backwards. Because you hit the sequels before you hit the original. Exactly. That's what I was saying earlier. But, like, I mean, you how do you fix it? Yeah, you, you don't. Like, you, what the fuck you, are you supposed to do? You don't. But that's just one of the slight disadvantages to it. Cause Let's go 1940. Yeah. It's a wonderful life. I just feel like I have, nothing. Movie, but... I have nothing for you guys. We're done. Because, like, I didn't even watch Thunderdome. Oh. Uh. Cause, but I watched, but now that I've watched the first two, I kind of want to watch Thunderdome now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. This thing can just last forever. We can just do whatever the fuck. We, we can just do the same exact movies. I don't even fucking remember because we had fucking drunk and high all the time. That's my spinal, man. I don't even know what the fuck happened. What? Was that yours or his? That was his. That was mine. Dude, I'm going to be out of fucking movies. You guys are going to be out of movies before I have five left. That's fine. I'm starting one. No, it's not fine, though. Yeah, it's okay. I'll be sitting there talking about myself. That's okay. I'll oh, chime so in and be tough. like, that was gay. And then you'd be like, what? I'd be like, yeah, red, white, blue, purple, pink, blue. That's not any of the things I had on my list. Yeah, so whatever. I was just saying it's gay. Um, so. Just like your shoes. My shoes are off. Love my shoes. Puma more like. Got for thirty bucks, dude. Anyway, your movie. Um, Amityville Horror. My number five, uh, six. IMDb is six point one. Meta twenty eight. Tomato thirty. I do too. Tomato thirty one. Audience fifty two. Budget is four point seven million worldwide. Eighty six point four million. Director Stuart Rosenberg had James Brolin, Margaret Kidder. <laughs> if you want to add anything, you can add it. I don't give a fuck. The music is strong for sure. And the fucking lights with it, like it's almost like the eyes of the fucking house. So who the fuck would go buy a house knowing that some people got murdered in it? Like six people murdered? And it's like, oh, this is a killer price. Yeah, it's out of the fucking lake. Yeah, it's in your budget-ish. That poor priest. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. I, I think I'll just buy the house across the street for half the price, and we'll call that a day. I don't need a place on the lake. And he's just walking around. He's like, yeah, I'll use that as my my. So I don't have to rent my office anymore. I'll use this and. Oh my god, what a fuck. It is a very slow but quick deterioration of his mental capacities. Well, yeah, and as you're watching that, like the remake of this, they got him on a boat and they were driving. Reynolds? Yeah. Who played his wife in that one? 
Someone I, I looked it up recently. I couldn't remember. It was somebody I didn't know. Okay, because I think we watched it right after oh, we watched. We I just remember he was extremely ripped in that movie. Oh, yeah, he was. He was jocked. Oh no, there's so uh, on the dock. Yeah, jocked on the dock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, James Brolin though. Yep. Margot Kidder. Yeah, there's some good stuff in this though, like the dog. I enjoyed it. So uh, the other day, Ashley was looking at adoption, like fostering a dog. We didn't get anything yet. I go, what if the dog comes to the house and starts fucking scratching at the at the foundation? And she was just like, she just stared at me for like 40 seconds. And I was like, yeah, she didn't think that was funny. <laughs> no, she wasn't actually mad, but. Yeah. Because the dog, Gus, Gus, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Also, he goes back for Gus at the end. Yeah, fuck that dog, dude. You get the fuck out of there. You get the I'm fuck sorry. out of there. I love dogs, but get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Gus can find his way out. No. This was, I mean, it's based on, loosely based as much as you will. There was a murder where a guy killed his family. It was like a 20-something-year-old killed his, he was like a junior. Killed senior and his wife and his mom, obviously. Yeah. And like four siblings, so it killed like six people. This was, but I don't know if the house had much to do with. Like I don't understand. Well, the the Amityville Horror House is the one the the Conjuring couple. Yeah, that's based on one of their cases. The Conjuring Two. I don't think any of their the movies are based on, but it's that family, the the Lutz family. Was it Lutz? George, yeah, it was George. He's one of the screenwriters. Is he really? Yeah, it's uh, like the Patrick name. Wilson character. His name is. I thought no, it was not a... him, but the family is like like James Brolin's one. Of uh, the yeah, family. but who was the Conjuring family? George there was Lutz. a W. It was the oh, Walkers or the. Fuck yeah! I'm guessing they maybe it's not just. Maybe they didn't use that one specifically. No, not in the Conjuring movies. They didn't. But they it was that. That's the story I, that made I've the couple famous. famous. Yeah. I've always liked, like, we were talking about The Conjuring, but you're buying houses that have murders in it. And history, this, this, and this. I like those starts of the horror movies because you don't know how it's going to go, what's going to happen. Those are my type of... That's my, I, li- I like those type of horror movies. And it makes me also think, like, why the fuck am I going to buy a goddamn house that somebody has murdered in? What you want? Get it cheaper. Yeah. I mean, this house is going to go but no, cheap, like too, because the, I'm going to murder you. Well, I'm joking. The Possession slash Haunted House are probably my favorite style of horror movie. Yeah. I know you're a slasher guy, but... I am a slasher guy. I like, like the Evil Dead, the Possession, Conjuring Possession, the Insidious kind of shit. Those are my favorite types of horror movies. So this one's, I mean, right up that alley. But again, I just, I, I like it, but I don't think it's a top tier possession. Oh, I like this movie a lot. What made style you like this? Horror. Um, I don't know, I just thought it was entertaining and. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's a little bit of, like, you fucking idiots kind of stuff. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of there. Yeah, that's my In thoughts. fact, 
I think Bill or uh, Eddie Murphy has a fucking bit about the Amityville horror film, like Amityville horror, where he talks about like black people if they were in that house, it'd be like, <laughs> get the fuck, get out. <laughs> where the thing saying he's like, all right, man, let the fuck out of here, like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, you gotta tell me twice, like, yeah. Oh, I just. Oh, I, I I do like it. I thought it was kind of silly. Like the only thing, some of the reaches in the movie were like the 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 coworker's like girlfriend just happens to be like some fucking like into like spirits and shit, and she's like, "You gotta let this thing." Go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she seemed kind of where that come from. Yeah. And the fact that he looked just like the killer. From the original murder, like obviously he's changing his appearance and he's looking like yeah, he's starting to become. Uh, did obviously was there a true real up. explanation as to what was actually going on? I don't remember. There's some they said she, according to the friend's girlfriend or wife, whoever she was, but she's like where the dog was digging was like and some sort That's of like right, yeah. Somebody was killed, murdered for like witchcraft, and it was like their revenge right. on. Who knows what? <laughs> it's flawed, but I liked it. It was, it was a fun. I, I saw this like real long time ago, so I I didn't remember shit. Yeah, yeah, it'd been a minute. I've seen too. this movie probably six. Times. I had never seen the remake until I've, we watched it. I've seen this. That was the first time. Emily Horville. Whatever the fuck you want. Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder looking pretty good though. That yeah. is one of my jams i like the remakes i like anything that comes about it well, I this one had docu- several sequels i watched the documentaries yeah, they have, um, they have a lot of docs yeah there's a lot of docs i, I watched sure. a lot of those um i don't know i enjoy this this is my jam so there's uh, what i got well, that was yours yeah all right my number seven is breaking away Tomato 95, audience 88, IMDb 7.7, Meta 91. Director Peter Yates, written by Steve Tesich. He won the Oscar for Best Screenplay. Budget 2.3 million, 16.4 US, no worldwide. It's Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, and Jackie Earl Haley. No shit. I'm not all that familiar with this movie. It is a movie about four friends in Bloomington, Indiana. They're called essentially what we would call townies, but they're called cutters. There, cutters is the nickname for townies. You know what a townie is? Yeah, I know what a townie is. Um, one of the guys, Dennis Christopher's character, is really into cycling, and for some reason, his parents take kind of a disconnect with them. They're all like out of high school, but they're not. They're like nineteen, twenty, twenty-one age. Okay, they're none of them are in college though, so none of them no. go to IU. And his dad, the one guy's dad, is like a old-fashioned. He's a salesman. He's disappointed in his son. His son, like, is a, really into cycling, but he wants to be Italian. He loves his Italian racing team, so he actually starts to become like take on the persona where he's like, "Ciao," you know, like talking like "Hey, papa," like yeah, his dad okay. gets real pissed about it. Well, he ends Is up. Is he doing it to openly mock his father? No, he's or... like being serious. Oh, okay. It's almost like a mental illness. Like it's kind of like this guy's getting weird. Okay. 
Well, they don't. They clash a lot of times. They go to this quarry to swim and jump off like the cliffs and dive and sure, stuff. sure. Well, they run into the college kids a lot the, from the uh, fraternities and sororities, and they kind of butt heads. And he ends up one day seeing one of the girls that he sees from the sorority, and she's pretty cute. In fact, she's pretty damn good looking back then, especially for back then. And he sees her, and she drops like a notebook. So he picks it up on his bike and chases her down, even though she's in a car. He catches her at like all these lights and takes it to her. But he's pretending to, he pretends to be an exchange student from Italy. Okay. <laughs> and she starts to fall for him, and he loves her like. So Not like, realizing that he lives right well, down the bull- fucking he's road. He's a bullshitter. Yeah. Well, she figures it out eventually for whatever reason. I can't remember why. And she doesn't want to see him anymore. Well, he's still into really into cycling. And there's a thing called the Little Little Indy 500. And it is a uh, a, a cycling race, which seems far-fetched to me. Because I'm like, there's like 20 teams in this fucking thing. And they're all like local, like different groups. But it's like, it's like all almost for like cycling. Yeah, it's like a bike track where it's like they're all on like nice cycling cycles, but they take it in relays where like they'll hand it off to somebody or like and off the like, bike. Yeah, they'll be like, all right, oh, I'm yeah. next. Like, in the, it seemed okay. kind of cool actually. Well, they pull off the upset and they win, and like he wins his father's affection back, whereas he's proud of his son. Right. And like the girl that's leaving. She's leaving for college to go to, like, Northwestern, which obviously Chicago's not that far from Indiana. Yeah. But you can tell there's something there where they might still get together. Like, it was just a cool, like, I just like, I don't know, it's a sports film, but also, like, a coming of age. Yeah. Quaid plays, like, a hothead. Not sure uh, I've ever heard Jackie of Jackie Earl Haley's, like, obviously he's a shorter dude, but he's, like, a fighter, though. And Yeah, I got the library breaking away. 7.7 IMDb. Not bad. Interesting. That's my number seven. So me. My number four is Phantasm. Yep. That's on yours? Yep. I really didn't think you'd like that movie. Fuck out. You guys are like done. I have two, which I'm sh- I'm hoping are both on yours. I don't give a shit. I have gonna... five. Yeah, well, you're just going to keep talking. We'll just say, yeah, that's cool, dude. Sure, Con. <laughs> IMDb is 6.6. <coughs> Metascore is 72. Ron Tomatoes of 74% tomato meter. 67% audience. Had a $300,000 budget. Domestically, eleven million nine hundred eighty-eight thousand four hundred sixty-nine dollars. There was no worldwide release. It was written and directed by Dan Cascarelli. You seen this? No. There's like six of them. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you'd. Let me pull up the guy. I'm sure you'd recognize him. Just uh, you've it was seen on him my from list, this movie, like my initial list. So I know the title, but I know it was. They like literally called like Phantasm Three, Phantasm One, Phantasm Two, Phantasm. No, they might have some that. subtitles, but but it, I mean, it's the villain is a caretaker. He's 
working at a funeral home. He's stupid tall, stupid skinny, and he looks creepy as shit. And he's harvesting bodies to send to an alternate dimension to be essentially slave workers. And he uses these magic balls that have spikes in them that'll impale you. And that's how he kills and develops his slave army, I guess. Like Max, no Max, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking mixing shit up. Max Shrek was the guy from Nosferatu. Um, Kenneth Jones. But I mean, it's it's a horror movie where kids find some malfeasance and they try and figure out what the fuck's going on. It's two brothers. One of them is getting it on in a cemetery with his girlfriend. Yeah, nice place to have sex. And his brother, younger brother, is watching him have sex That's normal. with his girlfriend, and at the same time is catching. The, I guess he's the caretaker and fucking. What, Jesus Christ, my mind's blanking. What do you call the guy that does the bodies? Coroner. Coroner. No, not the coroner. The one who prepares them for burial. Like a funeral director. Yeah, there's another word. I don't know I'm thinking for mortician. Him, mortician. Thank you. Yeah, but he's picking up full caskets with like one arm and chucking them on a fucking truck. So the kid gets a little suspicious and grabs his brother and they run away. And kids are getting killed left and right. And uh, I mean, it's a horror movie. It is yeah. what it is. But Cinematography's good. The guy, the I think he's in all of the Phantasm movies. The main villain. <laughs> he had nothing going on. I think that was his claim to fame for sure, and it was just his look. I think he maybe said four words in the entire fucking movie. Like, Get out, stop, shit like that. But they really turn it on its head when he's tossing dead bodies into a portal that takes them to another dimension and it looked like slave labor I don't think they really said that but again sci-fi horror I like it it's up your alley for sure I like. I mean it was sci-fi but I enjoyed it a lot I literally didn't all right, it was lower on my list. I I remember seeing the title. It's worth the watch. I I had seen it before, like having a sleepover in it. fifth or sixth grade, and you go and run a scary movie. This was one of them that we watched. Hmm. Yeah, and then watched it again, and it held up for me anyway. I liked it. It's the first time run for me. I liked it. Was it? Yeah. I just liked. How it had a twist of the plot and another horror movie 
sci-fi yes but it, it, it wasn't terribly yeah. acted it wasn't great but it wasn't terrible either yeah there was movies it's i kind of touch and go I with kids and horror movies there's there's some movies i started i'd be like i can't do this that's what you were saying <laughs> yeah, it was bad just bad so that was yours that was mine i'm gonna blow it out right now okay I bet this is all on our list. Alien. My three. That's your three? That's my one. I know, it's probably surprising it's my three. But... IMDb of 8.5, meta 89, tomato 98%, audience 94, budget 11 million, worldwide 106.3 million, rounding up. Director Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver. Tom Skerritt, John Hurt. Great cast. Harry Dean Stanton. Yep. Yafet Kodo and Ian Holm. Written by Dan O'Bannon. And Ronald Chesset. Yep. Yeah, so great movie. We did this podcast. I haven't seen it since that. And all of them are blended into one with me right now. I remember talking to the podcast that I gave it a good review. I remember liking it a lot for being, again, a sci-fi movie. Um, not big into sci-fi, but again, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. I mean, uh, I'd have to think about it, but this could very well potentially be a top ten movie for me. In your entire lifetime? In the entirety of film cinema, yes. Um, Imagine, definitely... like, it's not as sci-fi as, like... Well, you gotta think of stuff before it, not after. Right. It's not like Star Wars, but it'd be like a Star Wars and Jaws. Yeah, it's an isolation horror movie. Yeah. The fact that it's you like had, the thing. There's nowhere the thing you can Jaws, go. but the thing was after this. The thing was after this, yes, but it, it has that same isolation. There's you have nowhere to go, nowhere to go. You gotta hunt or be hunted, is the idea I, of the fucking. I movie. did rewatch this. It was gonna be on my list. I had a third. It could easily be first or second, but you know, top three are pretty interchangeable for me. Right. Personally, I, that's I, my I opinion. But like, I agree. This is one of the greatest sci-fi movies probably one of the greatest hundred movies of all time oh yeah favorite ten, favorite 10 favorite, yeah but even just greatest are different but greatest greatest of all it's time. definitely one of the most influential movies of all time no without question. alien who knows what you have right and it's been parodied so many fucking times oh no not again <laughs> and john hurt the idea that the actors in that scene had no idea what was going oh, to happen. Is Especially fucking... the chick, not Weaver, but the other chick, was yes. she screaming? Knowing she that know. and then watching that scene again changes the whole dynamic. Like, what happened? When the, like, the remember chest the chestburster? Yes. Nobody else but knew the guy was that was getting the shit blown out of his Which chest knew, knew was that was happening. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd shit my pants. A couple of them did. Wear a diaper like Taylor Swift concert. One thing I like about this movie too is they're not all scientists or anything. They're like they're literally like no, grunt they're, workers. Yes. They're like they're like ore they're like collecting ore. Yeah, they're almost miners. They're, they're not, mi- they are. They are miners. And they got 
Because they're fighting at the beginning about like what kind of what kind of pay am I getting? Like you remember their because they yeah they got pulled out of hypersleep to go check on something, which the android. Yeah, Names know. are escaping me. Ian Holmes. Set uh, up. Ash. Ash, thank you. Set up himself when you to re- wake them up and go get that. So they when could. When you rewatch the, it, because like, I knew I remember that actually. When you rewatch it, because I've always seen this movie maybe three times, four times. You've only seen this, wow. Three I've, or four times. I but I remember, like, oh yeah, Ian Holmes' character is like the android or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. He's the Hal that's saying he's the Hal. He's the sending he's the them to Michael their Fassbender doom. for Prometheus. Yes, like he's 100%. not a real person. Yeah. When John Hurt shit's happening, he doesn't help. He just sits there. Yeah. <laughs> and when they when the when the thing escapes, he like tells them to stop. Like he's yeah. like not that he's in on it. He's just oh he's kinda, he's a hundred percent in on it. Do you do you think he's actually in? Yes, because he was interacting with Mother. Mother I think told he's him in with to... the corporation, like the corporation that sent them. I think that's who he's with. I don't think right. he actually like cares about that shit because he, well, he doesn't care about it. He doesn't emoticons, yeah. you know, like to care. But yes, he he was mother is the one knew. who woke them up to, yeah, go get that, and he's essentially working for the corporation. Double Baggins. And, well, yeah, it's in Garden State too. He's a dad. Mm-hmm. Well. The alien's wow. great. Yeah, great movie. But no, I mean, but the thing is, Sigourney Weaver too was like, not su- going in. She was not supposed to be like the star of the movie. No, like she was pretty unknown. Tom Skerritt kind of seemed like he to be. The he star was kind of. He was probably the last. The, guy. the whole the entire third act, like, it's about her. Oh yeah, I mean, she. You, you could. I'm trying to think of the first female like. Badass. She kind of is. I'm trying to think because, I mean, you could. She's maybe unique give too. Jamie Lee Curtis from '78. Halloween, yeah. But Some I of mean, this is kind of the start of that shit. It's it's funny too, like the scene, the final scene where like she blows him out of the fucking thing or whatever. But before that, when she's in the underwear, she's wearing like. What's she wearing? Her like, ass little crack fucking is fucking boys underwear. Yeah. Like what's she wearing? Her ass crack is saying, you know, I'm hyper barrack sleep. Apparently, you need to wear the smallest, whatever the fuck. But that was pretty funny. And it's very minimalist, where you don't see the alien oh, well, for, for all of like movie. five minutes in the screen time. Yeah. That's a great yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it was probably budgetary to some extent, but also just, oh, of course, yeah. But it's also genius. You don't want to play your hand. But then you didn't see aliens, but they completely blew their load on that one. I blew my load just sitting here talking about it. Did you? Oh, congrats! I exploded my pants. Didn't Fincher do Alien Three? Venture did Alien 3 and hated every second of it. And Cameron's Aliens. Cameron's Aliens. Alien and 3, the... Prometheus is Scott and so is Covenant. Yes. I'd have to revisit Prometheus. Prometheus is heady, but I like it. it 
they marketed that movie so fucking wrong. If they had marketed that as a sci-fi movie and then at the end, he had no idea it was an alien movie until the very fucking last shot. I think people did know, though. No, Well, yeah, they marketed it as the next alien movie. Oh. Ridley Scott coming back to the alien franchise. If they had just said Ridley Scott sci-fi movie and then the last fucking screenshot is holy fuck this is in the alien universe would have been yeah. so much better yeah that's a good point fuck you hit that you don't have enough ice don't worry about it, it takes a lot of my there's hit that what we have four movies i'm done he's got four we're good i've got yeah i do have four damn <coughs> guys are fucking canceling yourself like no other yeah anymore. i've got how many do you have zero you're done yeah i'm done what uh, the fuck i've got one which is going to be on one of yours i have four we could talk about them still that's fine well that's i hope so okay. but we do need to get ice i you got you got nothing go get ice because you have zero to talk about I'm done. I already went and got the soda. That's my point, though. You have I'm nothing not to talk about. I'm not doing it. Not gonna do it. Not like Dana Carvey it. over here, like George Bush. I already no. said, take it. Not gonna do it. it. Just you know, go There's, fuck We yourself. have fucking two Jesus ice cubes. I'll go get it. Fucking Christ! Oh, fucking God damn it! <laughs> we have five movies to talk about. Yeah, I know. Like, so Ridley Scott obviously had. With Alien, between Alien, Blade Runner, he kind of like just took control of sci-fi. Then and then he kind of went historical, Gladiator. Oh yeah, fucking he's, Last he's Duel. Super interesting career. Yeah, he's had a fucking fantastic career. I mean, even if you go to like some of his, I don't say like they're still good movies, like Black Hawk Down. Yeah, That's for sure. Got. Thelma Louise. Shit. Thelma Louise? Yeah, that's, yeah, Thelma Louise is really I Scott. completely forgot about that. Like, he's got a really interesting career. And his brother, Tony. Tony was... So, like, they kind of, like... It's a shame what... Yeah, what happened. Yep. You know... But yeah, he was fucking great. Really, he, was, he was Denzel's guy. Yep. Like, he worked with Denzel train, four or, or five train, uh, Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Man, man on Fire. Yeah, Tony. I think Tony's got a Top Gun. Okay. Tony's got to do Top Gun. That's right. Fuck. Yeah, it was a big deal. But yeah. I, oh, I think he might have done True Romance too. I think you're right. Yeah. I think Tarantino wrote it. And I mean, going back to the Alien thing, they're setting up a show, like a series. Hmm. And. Uh, who did District 9? Neil Blomkamp? Oh, Blomkamp. He was supposed to continue the Alien series in movies, but that fell apart for whatever reason. But they're not letting it die. They're, there's shit in the works for the Alien movies, which... Um, I mean, I'll be interested. Because we finished done well. the Alien movies. We did all of them. abruptly, right? If I remember right. Covenant ended. Covenant was the last one. Wasn't done correctly. 
it had some flaws, but I enjoyed it. I don't remember it. how Prometheus ends. Prometheus ends with Shaw, played by Numi Rapace, who I yep. love, and Fassbender's character, David, flying off. Turns out, in Covenant, if I remember correctly, this could be wrong, but David killed Shaw and used her as an incubator to develop new uh, xenomorphs. The thing about Alien is like when John Hurt, when uh, Kane, yeah, Kane's his name, when he first has the the face, face hugger, the face hugger come to his mask and he's in like a coma type situation. Yeah. When he comes out, it is funny within like six seconds, like. You guys want to have some dinner? Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, dude, that fucker is not sh- being near anything. Maybe that we should do some tests. That dude should be quarantined and fuck shit. away from this shit. Yep. But I think that's Ian Holm plays a part in that. Like, I'm thinking, like, uh, yeah, 100%. some of that shit. 100%. But yeah, if it was like, if you had a fucking, if you were three of us went to a fucking colony of, and you, like one of you was like, hey, there's some eggs here. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, fucking come and have some dinner with me, bro. Yeah, like, let's, no. let's hang out. Now, in terms of horror villains, take slashers, fucking anything out of it. Like, just creature feature horror. Is there anything that beats the xenomorph? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is the the best or the most iconic horror creature like michael myers is a man jason Voorhees yeah. is a man the xenomorph is a creature like predator you could put up there maybe but i think the xenomorph fucking completely because they both can kind of mask where they are but not only that just non-human horror villain like <laughs> all right alien fucking great my number three, it should have been two probably, but whatever. It's my number one. Yeah, so I'm done. You're done. My number four. No, my, fuck, I still have five. My num- not four. My number five so left. My number five is The Warriors. Yeah, I've never seen it. Really? Once I've never once seen it. Tomato 88. Audience I know 88, what it is. IMDb but... 7.6, Meta 65. You would like it. I, yeah. Directed Walter Hill. I would hate it. Saul Urich is the novel. Hills, Hill and David Shaber are the screenwriters. Budget four million. U.S. twenty two point five. No worldwide. Michael Beck, James Remar, Dorsey Wright, Brian Tyler, and David Patrick Kelly. Uh, it's good. Warriors come, come out, out to play. play. Yeah, it's supposed to be set semi-future maybe like in the 90s i don't know they don't ever really say oh is it really i thought it was like new york I, fucking like gang violence or something well i think it's supposed to be said a little bit in the future still though okay but it's yeah these gangs they have a summit where this guy his name but he gives a speech about like if we all come together and drop the violence like we can overtake the cops like basically like us fucking take over the city right 
which is actually a weird concept where it's like yeah, that might actually work like if you actually fucking took all the gangs in these places and yeah just consolidate maybe. your fucking maybe. resources and you go to work still probably but <laughs> so what happens though is they're at the summit and the guy is giving the speech who's the kind of the head of everything one of the guys there's like a gun being passed around i don't know over like why it's between gangs it seems that way and the guy gets shot and assassinated. Well, one of the guys, David Patrick Kelly, who's also in Twin Peaks, that's how I know him, he's like, it was the Warriors! Like, the Warriors did it, even though he did it. Okay. So he's setting up the Warriors, which is the name of a specific gang. gang. Yeah, they're okay. all gangs from, like... And the entire movie is them coming from Brooklyn to their... their territory on Staten Island. It's like 28 blocks. Okay. Or maybe 28 miles even. I'm not, I can't remember exactly. But they use the subway a lot. And there's like people following them along. And James Remar. Like there's all these guys that name are in the are in the gang. Right. And like they run across like these guys with baseball bats. The baseball gang who's got like baseball bats. They beat their ass. They like it's, it's There's a, a big fun, thing with chains and shit too. Yeah. Right? There's a scene. Yeah. There's in a gang where, or a scene where like they run across these women who are like kind of hot. And the women are fucking in a female gang, like they don't know. Like it's 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 just a it was a fun movie. It's Walter Hill who did like uh, Forty Eight Hours, yeah, uh, Long Riders, which was on my list last year. Um, no, it's just it's just a fun it's a fun movie. I've I've heard about it. And in the end, of course, like it gets around where like somebody in the head head area or like the head office, but like the head group. Here's a like, it wasn't fucking warriors. Like I saw who did it. Like it was this guy, <coughs> and these guys, and the end. Like they end up getting kind of, like they get away, and <coughs> the bad guys get their comeuppance. Gotcha. So it ends up coming up like, but it's a fun movie. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I I've known about it forever. Just but it's based on a comic. Look at. Yeah, in fact, the movie like between scenes, it'll cut to like. A freeze frame of the final scene, it'll be like a comic look. They'll make it a comic look and it'll cut to the next scene. It's based on, uh, Dude. what's the guy's name? Saul Urich. I don't know if it's foreign not or not. I'm not familiar but... with that, but yeah, that's. I mean, it makes sense. Fucking 79 is. Comics yeah, were really prevalent then. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I've always heard of and never seen. And I don't think... Did you get this one from the library? Yep. I don't think it was streaming it anywhere. says 96% like this book. It's a novel written by Sol Yurk and illustrated by Frank Modell in 1965. Damn. Did they adapt it to New York or did it take place in New York? Uh, Does it say in the quick synopsis? I'm not sure. Yeah, it is New York. Okay. It's too radical, too extreme, and too violent for the respectable literary establishment of New York. Yet no writer more fully embodies the city's anguished spirit of the 1960s. Right on. And that's like the cover of... It looks like the movie poster, too. Kind of looks like James Remar, kind of. Yeah, it's... 
school movie. I thought I thought it'd be on your list, but yeah, I guess I didn't I see it. I've never seen it. <laughs> I think it would have been a list maker for you. I would imagine so. Yeah, I've like I said, I've heard about it all the time. Just warriors never come got to out it. and play. And that's a classic line for he's sure. They got three bottles in his hand. He's just <laughs> yep. All right, you have zero. You have. I've got your number one left, so just work your way up. All right. Now, number four, I suggested to you today, but I understand. With all that jazz. Tomato, 80, tomato 87, audience 86. I am to be a 7.8 by the 72. Rich by Bob Fosse, written by Bob Fosse and Robert Allen Arthur. Budget $12 million, U.S. 37.8, worldwide zero, none, no, no worldwide. Stars Roy Scheider, Jessica Lange, and ranking Leland Palmer and John Lithgow. Shit, Jessica Lange was in that? Yes, she plays um, Angelique, who's like the angel of death. This movie is basically about Bob Fosse, who's a director this movie self-indulgent but he, yeah that's what we talked about it's today yeah. about a, a fake fictional character named joe gideon and how he was making chicago and a chicago a musical and lenny a movie at the same time which in this movie is like a different musical but it's also like a stand-up comedic when does this take place in like, the is it, 70s i think it's present is day. it pretty present day he uh Dakes every day, like it shows early on. He's like, shower, eye drops, drinks, Dexatrim, which I think is like, I think it's kind of borderline methy almost in a weird way. Yeah, makes sense. Methamphetamine yeah. of some kind. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, that's how he lives. He runs a studio or a theater troupe, and they're trying to put on his new show. It's not called Chicago, but it is Chicago. Because this guy really made Chicago. Right, right, right. But I think it's trying it's supposed to be fictional still. So it's like NY, LA, or LANY, or something, something stupid like that. Yeah. And, like, he has a ex-wife and a daughter, and he wants to be part of the daughter's life. There's a little biopicy early on of it. And he's got a girlfriend, and he even cheats on his girlfriend with a new girlfriend. So he's got, like, fucking... So there's Wait. boobies. There are boobies. I love boobies. Um, about halfway through the movie, you realize he has some health issues where, like, he's getting checked out and they're like, your heart's terrible. Because he's smoking. Like, literally, Roy Scheider has a cigarette in his mouth the entire time. Well, yeah. And having watched this and Kramer vs. Kramer, Roy Scheider should have won the Best Actor Award. That's another one that I didn't get to. I did watch. It was fine. It's not my list. Is that it? Okay. I would... It's fine. It's it's a good movie, but it's not. I've it always like, that's oh one of those. God, ones best that... picture. Like, right. I'm guessing my number one and your number and your last one left probably wouldn't be the real best picture because even Alien, as great as it is, it's not really a best. Not it's, in it's terms not, of overall. It's not the fucking... Academy's yeah, yeah, yeah. juju. Okay, we got a serious question. Okay, go ahead. Do we want pizza? Sure. Do pizza we want? Hut delivers. Just order what you want. Okay. We'll eat it. Um. Yeah. The food doesn't matter, but <laughs> do they deliver ice? 
Um, no, but do you have <laughs> ice? Well, we got two liters. We're gonna need a two liter. We're gonna need a two liter. Yeah, I guess. So that's liters. why I'm trying to find a pizza place because there's no other. Like, if we're gonna get, we're not gonna get like 32 ounce drinks or anything. Like, no, I always cool. get like a pizza and some cheese bread. <laughs> You're good. Two liter. Yeah. So, so, you guys. See if they get ice. Well, we keep As the movie goes on, though, he, so he has an ex-wife, not with her, but she's still, like, an actress. Like, they're all, like, performers. He has, like, in real life, Bob Fosse had, like, three ex-wives. Yeah, I, I, I know the name for sure. Um, Including one of the dancers in this movie, and Anne Weinkring. She is one of his ex-partners. They were never married legally. Anyways, he... And the movie goes on. It's actually kind of a fun. There's a lot of comedy in it too, like early on, especially like there's a scene where like his doctor shows up. It's like the it's like the industry doctor where he's like, he's also smoking as he's checking him out and he's coughing and he's like he's fine. Like it's just stupid. It's a different time. Is this is this a biopic? Is it a musical? Is it a that's how, where it's what, tough. Like if you put it in one category, where would you put it? I'd almost put it in drama, then musical, then biopic. Okay. Because the biopic is like, yes, yeah, somewhat. Loosely based. But it's not like it's like, hey, it's a Bob Fosse story. Right. It's about a guy, character named Joe Gideon, who's just representing Bob Fosse to an extent. And it's not a musical in the sense that there's song and dance numbers and shit. There's, the there are a couple, but it's not all the time. Okay. And more of it toward the end. The It's very dream sequency. Okay, that's interesting. And the ending is fucking this is where it made my list where i was like this is fucking incredible is where like he's having heart issues his doctor's seeing him he actually goes to an actual hospital and they're like you need to take some time off six weeks he's like i can't do six weeks so we're opening our new show is opening in fucking two right well then it shows like it cuts between him having like heart he's having surgery and his current like his team of people that are like well, if he dies, actually, we're we're approved insurance <laughs> wise for this much. We'd actually make five hundred five hundred grand. Right. It's kind of fucked up, but it's like it's just part of the business. Yeah. Well, he makes it through that. He's fine. Well, he's not fine, but he makes it through that. And throughout the movie, there keeps being these cuts. The editing is so wild in this movie. I think I mentioned really the editing is yeah, so wild. Where like it cuts between like a stand up routine movie that he's doing. And a Broadway show he's doing. And they're based on Chicago and Lenny. Right. Lenny's not, you know, it's Dustin Hoffman, I guess, from 76. And then Chicago came out in like 74, 75. And at the very end, he's clearly like, he's in the hospital and he's like smoking cigarettes still. And they're like, you're going <laughs> to fucking die. Right. If you don't stop. He, um, because there's this musical, it's like the last 15 minutes of the movie. Dude, it fucking blew me away. Where I was like, I was just entranced. Like, it's basically this musical number where like, it's talking about it's talking about dying and including the comedian. The comedian early in the movie, the one that has the movie that they show from time to time that they're critiquing and like being like, how's this? Right. He is talking about the five stages of death grief and uh, like acceptance and all these different things oh the and it, it kind of follows him where it's like oh fucking steps you realize like whatever. he's actually following that yeah. 
at the very end, there's like this, it's almost like a, not American Idol, but some sort of like, there's an audience, it's all people he knows. It's his, it's his, his him dying, like, but in like a dream sequence. And like, you can actually hear the beeps and you can hear like clapping, oh. go, clapping goes with like, like, yeah, the like shit. Him getting like yep, resuscitated, but you don't see it. But you realize after I watched that scene again this morning, I was like, "Oh my god, they did that perfectly." That's pretty. And there's a fact where the doctor's in the audience, his doctor earlier, and he checks the time. It's the time of death. Time of death. Yeah. It's like it's like actually incredible. And then like the song's pretty cool. And then at the very end, it cuts out like completely. Music gone, and he's getting zipped up in a body bag. And then it cuts to black, directed by Bob Fosse, and you're like. What the fuck just happened? He fucking died. Like, it, it's it's one of the most jarring endings. Damn, how long is it? Two two minutes and two two hours and two minutes. Okay. Two minutes, man. Two that's hours. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Shut, Shut the fuck up. I fucking enjoyed. Two <laughs> I movies. called him earlier to just be like, hey, if you have time today, watch all that jazz. That's like a jerk off movie. I don't think it was streaming, but I had to get from the library. Like, but I think it was on my. List. I just like have always heard list, of this movie, and I was just like, I'm gonna check it out. And Roy Scheider, like I said, Roy Scheider should have won Best Actor over Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, again, hard to argue without seeing Kramer versus Kramer, but yeah. having seen both, I mean, Hoffman's completely fine. Yeah, I mean, we might as well keep going because you gotta, you gotta keep going. We're gonna be sitting here jerking off. No oh, point. fuck off! No, I, I know. I got Pizza Hut coming. Pizza Hut. Um, still got your number one, so. My number two is Escape from Alcatraz. That was one that was not streaming and you could not even buy. I got um, from the library. I would have bought that one. I I've saw heard, it years I had ago. heard about that one. That was one I was really anxious to see for audience this year. Audience 97, to, or Tomato 97, Audience 85, I'm to use 7.6. Matter 76, directed by Don Siegel, written by J. Campbell Bruce and Richard Tuggle. Budget $8 million, U.S. 43, worldwide 43.005. Clean Eastwood, Patrick McGuhan, Robert Blossom, Larry Hank, and Fred Ward. Fred Ward, rest in peace. R.I.P. Goddamn. Eastwood's still with us. Yeah, I visited his... Patrick McGuhan, you know who that is? The name sounds very... He I mean, is it's the, pretty unique. He is the king name. in Braveheart. The shitbag king with, like... Oh, no fucking, shit. Yeah, it's him. Okay. 20 years yeah. later, or 15 years later. I could picture him. Have you stopped throwing your phone on the floor? Um, so, it's based on true... Or, no, it is a true story, supposedly. Uh, is this Alcatraz? Yep. Okay. It's yep. Clint Eastwood's character. I can't remember his name, but... He actually really liked this. Actually, I was surprised. But she, he is. You don't know what he originally did, but he's in there from his, trying to escape from Atlanta, which is a very difficult place to escape. And they put him there because they're like, "Oh, he's never gonna escape from here." And they're like, two other guys who are brothers, played by Fred Ward and one of the other actors I mentioned. I can't remember. They are friends with Eastwood from the old prison in Atlanta. They know him. And when they get there, they're like, hey, like, what's the plan? We gotta get out of here, you know? And he's like, well, they put us here because 
it's supposed to be impossible to escape from. Well, they figure out he finds this vent down near the toilet where he's like, I think I can dig around there and I can get up in the walls and then get up on the fucking top and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the rest of the movie. I mean, they build like paper mache uh, fake heads for themselves. And I think they're going to do it. Larry Hankins' character is what the was guy. What's called again? Escape from Alcatraz. I guess. Which is a prison that existed off of San Francisco oh, Bay. Oh, I know about Alcatraz. It closed in the 70s. Yeah. So by the time this movie came out, it was You can go and view it. You tour it today, yeah. Well, yeah. these three individuals, because there's supposed to be four, but one of them couldn't get out of his cell. Yeah. Larry Hankins, the character, which is good because he didn't have much time left. I think it was kind of almost like he didn't, he would have been fine staying mm-hmm. But his mom was dying. At least in the movie, his mom was dying, so he wanted to get home. Yeah. And they get up on the roof, they get out, and they get to the ocean area. And they, One of the guys worked in the uh, like laundry room or something where they could build... They built a raft out of uh, raincoats or something. And supposedly they get out of there... And, you know, the synopsis at the end is like, nobody knows. They were never found. Yeah. It's assumed they died escaping. It was like a mile or two or something. Yeah, it's... But there is also famously a letter from uh, one of the brothers, not Clint Eastwood's character, in real life, where he wrote and said, hey, like, I'm this person... I have this disease. I'm dying. I need medical help, but I can't seek. Like, can somebody help me? Yeah. Was this based on a true story? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's based on a true story. You can I, look it up. The Escape from Alcatraz. You can look it up. All three of the guys. I vaguely. They're re- assumed dead, presumed dead, but there's a good chance they all lived too. Like, it's not really known. But it was because it was built off, you know. Off this campus and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd, you have to. You'd have to swim like a mile to even fucking survive. Again, this this was one of the movies that, when I first made my list for seventy nine, like all right, I've heard of this, want to see it, and it wasn't even. You can't even oh, buy it on funny. Vudu. Like, well, maybe we should communicate. Uh, like when you can't find, like if I can find some at the library, I can land it to you or like vice. Uh, yeah. Because and I if, got extra. I get like for two, three weeks at a time. And then you can send it through the mail. I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like literally, like it could. Yeah. Be like, <clears throat> hey, I can't find these two movies I want to find. Can you find them and I'll look them up? That's not a terrible idea. Yeah. So yeah, that's Escape from Alcatraz. Though yeah, it's based on true story. It's uh. Yeah, that, would, that like I said, that was one I was excited to see. But. Eastwood's great. I mean, just plain normal Eastwood, but he's there's a there's one guy in the movie that's like supposed to be like the guy's gonna rough him up, like hey, this new blood, like in the shower he's like checking him out and stuff, and like <laughs> right. when he gets to the yard, he just fucking beats his ass. That's like. when shit gets gay. I mean, nothing gets too bad in the movie. Yeah, so no gay shit. Exactly. Yeah, just a straight escape movie. 
So yeah, now I've got. Now I've just got the one. Well, I'm hoping it's yours. Yeah. Apocalypse it's my number now? three. Just it probably it's yours? it could have been my number one or number two it had I rewatched one. it, but I haven't seen it in probably twenty five years. It's a gay movie. Some fucking Jesus Christ. This could be the greatest war movie ever made. You talked about my shit. Tomato meter ninety three, audience ninety one, IMDB eight point five, meta ninety four. Which Francis. ironically I wanna say is the exact same Rotten Tomato scores for Alien. Ninety eight, ninety four. Oh nice, yeah. <laughs> Which I noticed when I was writing my show, like that's fucking. Let's weird. see eight point five. Alien was eight point five eighty nine. Apocalypse was eight point four ninety four. Five eight point five for both. I checked it last night, I don't think you checked it. Today? Oh, uh, yeah, I wrote it out. Uh, IMDb score 8.5 Alien, 8.4 Apocalypse Now, but Apocalypse Now had the bigger meta score. Oh. 94 to 89. Hmm. Francis Ford was director. Culp was the writer. John Milius and Michael Herr. Budget 31.5. Mm-hmm. U.S. 96 million. Worldwide 104.9. Martin Sheen, Mar- uh, Enormous Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, Harrison Ford, Dennis Hopper, Lawrence Fishburne plays one of the. Yeah, guys I don't remember Lawrence there. Fishburne in it, but. He's on the fucking cast. I, don't I believe him. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie. <sighs> it's wild. And even just watching, like, the bullshit before we started, yeah. like, the worst fucking scenes to film of all time, and the helicopters the coming in. Like, yeah, it's, like, Martin Sheen's character is an army, like, he was in the he was in Vietnam, he gets brought out of, like, he's clearly, he's fucked up. <laughs> they bring him out of, whatever, not retirement, but... To look up Colonel Kurtz, who's played by Marlon Brando. But they want him to assassinate him because he's become like a... Um, Gone off the reservation? Yeah, but like he's also like... He's doing his own thing where he's killing people themselves. And like he's kind of just... Yeah, he's completely... And this is late Brando. This is eight years yeah. after Godfather. He's gone... Gained, lost weight. He's kind of yeah. I mean, he was since Superman next year. Yeah, that's true. He is. He's kind of at the end at this point. Which is funny because they live like another twenty years. <laughs> I know, but did the score? Then that was another one. The fucking doctors of Doctor Doctor Moreau. <laughs> yeah, Moreau. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Moreau. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies ever made, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he. There's a lot of like stuff where like it shows um, where the helicopters come and the comedians and like the girls that were dancers come and like get harassed and like yeah it does a very good job of showing I the ba- I the what I assume is Vietnam. the shittiness of the Vietnam War yeah which funny because like that feels very like Oliver Stone ish where he's very like I hate Vietnam I hate all this yeah stuff. well but like this is like then he do. Who did Full Metal Jacket? 
Kubrick. Oh fuck, that's right. But yeah, Stone has been pushing up. Stone Stone doesn't Vietnam. not care for that shit either. And he's very obsessed with the JFK assassination. Yeah. <laughs> but But yeah, like this movie is real fucking good. I'm like when I say Harrison Ford's the fourth actor, Harrison Ford's barely in it. Yeah, he's in it for all of fucking what? Three, two four, minutes. five minutes. Exactly. Um but yeah, it's it's a great movie. And there's of course I think I might have put a couple quotes down. I I wrote a couple quotes there's for some movies wild down. Ones in there, yeah. Uh oh yeah. It's when uh I think it might be when he first was getting brought back to the sheen when he gets brought back he's like talking about his past shit he's like charging a man with murder in this place was like handing out speeding tickets to the indy 500 <laughs> and then after he kills colonel kurtz at the end and he's the whore, the whore. yeah <laughs> he says they were gonna make me a major for this now i wasn't even in their fucking army anymore he was, like, not even officially an army member at that right. point. Right. So fucked up. He was like, oh. My other quote was Mad Max. Push me, shove you, oh yeah, says who? <laughs> Do you remember that? When they are like, yeah. fucking just chanting that. <laughs> Weird. But, yeah, I think that's it for me. We're behind, but you guys let me make it up. And Apocalypse Now is your number one? My number one, Escapes, number two, Alien. Just offhand, where where would you put that Apocalypse Now in war movies? Oh, fuck. I like, I, I know, it, you can't just um, pull that, but. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private there. Ryan for me is the fucking end all be all. That's, that's be right number there. one. I did like certain like like 1917 was 1917 good movie. was fantastic. All Quiet was phenomenal. I never saw that. Oh, it's it's long, but last it's last year, right? Yeah, it was last 21, year. One of last year. Yeah. Um, four full battles up called, there, but it's different. There's something called Incoming Freshman. Are you looking up porn movies for 1978 like right now? Ben no, that was... I was incoming crop of freshman girls. <laughs> incoming freshman was a movie that I turned off. Jesus Christ. Oh, from this year? From this year, yes. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, what missed the cut for me. For me, oh, this would have been aged the worst for sure had it been my category, our category, so it was Manhattan. Do you know what Manhattan's about? No. Woody Allen. Oh. But uh, not because of that. It's because of this. In the movie, he he's divorced and is dating a seventeen-year-old. Who he leaves his stepdaughter. Who he leaves for an older woman and then goes back to her at the end when she's still seventeen. Yeah, he's a weird fucking guy. Stalker. Stalker was like two hours and forty minutes. I tried watching it. That was gonna be on my my like. Number 10. Like, I thought about watching that, but... The idea it of it was, like, like this guy leads people through this place called The Zone. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he leads them to a room where they can their wishes come true. Yeah, I... I tried that. watching it. I got about halfway through it, and I was like, this is too weird. Kramer versus Kramer. Eh. Fine. Mad Max, for me, is fine. 
Yeah. Uh, Star Trek, I didn't watch. Life of Brian. Star we Trek. We watched. It did not age as well as I remember. Wait, no. I we, mean, I, they I, did I call. Didn't watch that, did I? I love the whistling at the end, though. Well, they. I mean, they called. You can't be a woman. You don't have a womb. And oh. like, it. It. I was just. They, just they the called ending, it. The ending is funny as hell, though. Like, the, I mean, yeah. The cross. I'm not that. a big fucking Monty Python guy to begin with, but that Holy one was. Holy Grail pretty has good. to be on your list. Holy so, Grail is like, pretty good. That's incredible. Grace Santini, I never watched. I want to start getting back into the old fucking Bond movies because Moonraker was this year. Didn't watch it. I'm not it. a Bond guy. I like Bond. It's not my I thing. I love Bond. Meatballs with uh, I own that. Bill I Murray. I did Didn't, not watch it again. It dropped off of streaming. Oh, there's one I wanted to watch. I had it on DVD. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. The In-Laws. Yeah, I with, wanted uh, to watch that. Alan Arkin and Peter. Oh, Falk, Alan Arkin's fucking fantastic. Where they like, they forgot about their their daughter and son are marrying each other, right. and they but they get like involved in some international espionage. <laughs> like it seems yeah. ridiculous, but um, other than that, what else did I have? There was the being ten- there by Hell Ashby that looked. I got some Oscar noms back in then. I don't know what's really about though. There was a German movie called The Tin Drum mm. about but that that might have been the 240 one that was just too Stalker long. was 240. Okay. Cuz I got like an hour into it and I was like this is too fucking long. Tin Drum was also very long. And Justice for All was I took that out, didn't watch it though. No, that was uh time. supposed to be fucking pretty good. Black Hole was an old Disney sci-fi movie. Yeah, and Justice Skip. for All was one. Where's the other one? Oh, China Syndrome. I meant China to Syndrome, that. that's right. Yeah, that was... Time. North Dallas 40 was on my list, but it wasn't available Screw anywhere. Uh, we watched some shit ones, like The Visitor and The Tourist Trap. Oh. They were horror movies that just didn't quite work. They weren't very good. Surprise! The Brood is your number two. I first time I saw it, I fucking like. I think I texted you that. Like, you did you watch The Brood yet? I think we watched that like or maybe second like the week, same day. Like, yeah, kinda, like, like holy fuck! You seen The Brood? I, I'm I'm a Cronenberg guy, so yeah. I I like that shit to begin with. And I think probably Apocalypse Now would have been too had I rewatched it. I just didn't. Okay. Again, it's one of the best war movies out there. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> and again, like when we Full Metal Jacket, I didn't rewatch, so I didn't put it on my list. It's like, fuck. Had I rewatched That's the it, thing is, like, we could put categories like war movie top seven. Oh, we could six, certainly do that. 10. But not with him. He hates war movies. Hey, what? War movies. I hate war. Infinity War was good though, bro. Yeah, it's I war movie. Attack of the Clones, bro. War movie. Not my style. <laughs> war of the world. But yeah, I mean, I what would be your like if you were to pick a genre of movie to do your you you get to choose top ten of 
This horror. type of movie. Western. You got to make it more specific than that. Slasher horror. Slasher? Slasher. That's your go-to? I, oh, I, I get it. Slasher horror movies. I like Supernatural. And they're the biggest around this time to 80s. Oh, definitely. No. Yeah, this yeah, is kind of the Slasher's less birth. creepy because, like, the other one's outside of your control. Like, Slasher's just somebody going around killing people. The creepy thing is, like... Oh, something's wrong with the house. That's why I like the supernatural. Like Amityville more. horror. That's why I was on my list. It's like, oh, something's wrong with the house. Yeah. When James Brolin goes out back for the fucking dog at the end. Out of your Fuck control. That dog. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. No offense to the dog, but you know. All right. So All right. I started the seventy-eight list. Let's just. I kind of looked it. at it. It's kind of. Yeah. I just went through the top fifty. Hold on, let me just. I have to grab my business card on my car too. So, I just hired somebody. Good for you. The guy is delivering our pizza. Grease, Animal House, Pretty Baby, Coma, Superman, Deer Hunter, Halloween, Heaven Can Wait, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Death on Nile, Jaws Two, I Spit on Your Grave, Midnight Express, Dawn of the Dead, Every Which Way But Loose. Piranha, Days of Days of Heaven, yeah. The Driver, Corvette Summer, Boys from Brazil, Watership Down, Up in Smoke, Omen Two, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Drunken Master, which is Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yep. Heaven Can Wait, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, which I have not watched a single second of anything, but I hear so the much shit about good. it. The show's yeah. pretty good. But all right, yeah. 1978 will be next. Hell yeah. Travis got to go get his business card. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze, Booze and, and Bullshit. bullshit.